symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Turn it on and rip the knob off. Guys, and welcome back to the Wrestling Memory Grenade, episode number 72. And I am your host, a very amped up Ray Russell this week, as we close out March 1987 TV here in the World Wrestling Federation. It's the final show before WrestleMania 3, hot off the heels of the March 14th edition of Saturday Night's Main Event, the final two weeks of WWF TV leading into WrestleMania, our final stop on the road to WrestleMania 3. And just a reminder, you can listen to the Wrestling Memory Grenade as part of the WrestleCopia Podcast Network on WrestleCopia.com. That's WrestleCopia.com. And everywhere your podcast streaming needs are met from Apple to Spotify, Google Pod, and beyond. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Wrestling Grenade. That's at R-A-S-S-L-I-N Grenade, home of the free prize giveaway. Also, follow and like us on Facebook.com slash wrestling grenade be sure to follow us on twitter and or facebook for your chance to enter and win all future free prize giveaways including our current giveaways our special ricky the dragon steamboat autographed 8x10 promo pick of the dragonous intercontinental champion and our second giveaway the honky tonk man also as intercontinental champion an autographed promo pick as well two gifts two winners pictures up on our social media pages right now both winners will be announced next week. Doesn't that feel good to say next week as part of our WrestleMania 3 definitive edition of the Wrestling Memory Grenade. And all you have to do is follow us on Twitter, follow and like us on Facebook for your chance to win each and every future free prize giveaway. It's that simple. And also make sure you stop on over to our YouTube channel. You can find us there at youtube.com slash wrestlinggrenade. Not only do I try and post timely videos that complement our projects here on the show, but also any other random goodies I might find from time to time. So subscribe now, again, youtube.com slash wrestlinggrenade, so you never miss a new video. Dropping them weekly, guys. Now is also a great time to be a patron, a WrestleCopia patron, that is, our revamped and all-new WrestleCopia Podcast Network Patreon account over at patreon.com slash WrestleCopia. That's patreon.com slash WrestleCopia, 12 tiers to choose from, some really fun tiers to choose from over there. You can pick the flick, subscribe to certain tiers, and you can tell me what you want me to review, guys. I'll do it just for you, but you guys know by now my favorite tier is the $5 all-access tier. Get you six gifts for $5. Those gifts include my insanely detailed show notes for both here on the Wrestling Memory Grenade as well as Sister Show. Monday Warfare, The Battles Within, where we talk Raw versus Nitro. You'll also receive early access to many of our podcasts here on the network. Listen days, sometimes even a week early before the rest of the listeners. Also there, unedited versions of many of our podcasts, including Tom Robinson's TR Shocks the World on Patreon, as well as our Patreon-exclusive Watch Along series, where we cover many past WWF and WCW pay-per-views, Coliseum videos, Saturday night's main events, 
Flair versus Steamboat from Clash of the Champions 6, an hour-long classic was that match. All of that and so much more, and now added to the tier, yes, even more for $5, remastered versions of the Wrestling Memory Grenade, enhanced sound quality, and new content, originally edited out of our initial broadcast of the shows, edited right back in. For example, episode 2 of the Grenade featuring the NWA 1989 discussion for the months of January and February 89, some 27 minutes of new audio content, new discussions added back into the remastered version only as part of the all-access tier. 27 new minutes of never-heard-before commentary between myself and Steven Ekstad discussing the early part of 1989 in the NWA. That's just one example of what you'll get as part of those remastered versions of the earliest episodes of the Grenades covering 1989 and the NWA. All of that, plus now, digital downloads for your viewing and reading pleasure. And all of that for the low, low price of $5. Just a reminder, the all-access tier gets you all of my insanely detailed show notes, early access to many of the podcasts, Patreon-exclusive watch-along series, digital downloads, and so much more. And here's the best part. No subscription. Cancel any time. Give it a go for a month. I think you'll like the content we offer, and every penny of it goes right back in to the WrestleCopia Podcast Network. So please help us pay some of the bills to help keep the Wrestling Memory Grenade, Monday Warfare, The Battles Within, and our brand new territory-based podcast. Yes, it's the Regional Wrestling Podcast, where we talk to territories. Help keep all of those shows and more up and running for the years to come. And to say last week's episode was a success would be an understatement, guys, because you did your job. I asked everyone to go out there, spread the word, let everybody know the Wrestling Memory Grenade is in full effect here. We're covering 1987 in the WWF right now and many more projects to come in the future. I asked and you guys listened. We did our very best numbers we've ever done. And hopefully that continues, that trend continues, especially heading in to WrestleMania 3. I want to thank you guys again for the retweets, the likes, the subscriptions, the downloads, our listeners, the patrons. It's all of you guys that keep my drive going each and every week. As you guys know, there's many things that have happened to me over the last couple of years that could have made a normal human say, I'm done with this. I I need to move on and and do other things. But it was you guys, the listeners, all of your positive feedback that has made this worthwhile that keeps me going each and every week here on the show. I really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. And I really feel like something special is coming when we tackle WrestleMania 3 here next week on The Grenade. And with that out of the way, we have arrived. It's the final stop on the final leg on the road to WrestleMania 3. Two more weeks of TV to discuss. The final hard sell before the big event. We're going to talk the fallout from Saturday night's main event. Hacksaw Jim Duggan makes his in-ring debut on syndicated TV, sort of. The celebrities are in full effect, as we'll hear a lot more from Bob Euchre these next couple of weeks. And it's been quite a while since I told my childhood story about the Z-Man, so I'm going to retell that here again today. Also, we'll see Tito Santana versus Greg the Hammer Valentine. They rekindle their rivalry here this week, albeit briefly. We'll also talk the Dynamite Kid's current physical state and why he has zero business in the ring right now. All of that. And you got it. Soundbites galore. Lots of great WrestleMania promos this week, guys. I promise you. So stay tuned, sit back, and enjoy as we kick off this week. It's WWF Primetime Wrestling for March 16th, 1987.
This is Gorilla Monsoon. And your host, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Primetime Wrestling. And as always, we kick things off. Primetime hosted by Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby the Brain Heenan. During the intro this week, Gorilla Monsoon returns from the training camp, the second visit to the training camp of Andre the Giant, or does he? Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Primetime Wrestling, where we feature the superstars of the World Wrestling Federation. I don't even know that I should be talking to you this week. I don't care if you do or not. You, you really got me bent out of shape, Brain. Why? Well, because, you you know, you invited me out to the camp for the second no, visit. No, you don't have to go into that right now. Oh, I don't have to go into that, huh? No, you don't. You had no idea whatsoever about letting me take a look once again at Andre. You knew you weren't going to do that, Let you, yet you let me drag that camera crew out there at my expense. In fact... You, you think, you, you're smart. You think that, uh, well, nothing came out of that. I'm not going to be able to do anything or use anything. I'm going to use that footage today that we shot and show the people what exactly footage? what you are, what kind of an... In- Damien hasn't a thing on you. You're the real snake. What kind of footage did you shoot? You, you'll see. We're going to have it later on in the program. You told me you were scrapping all that stuff. Hey, well, that's your problem. You can't show anything without my permission. Don't, don't tell... What do, I, what do I have to do? Get Kay on the phone again and straighten you out, or what? She happens to be my personal friend, not well, yours. Well, that, that remains to be seen as well. All right, Monsoon not happy there. Bobby Heenan tried to make a fool out of him. Remember last week, Gorilla got permission to film Andre's training camp as long as he didn't show it here on the USA Network? Well, because Bobby Heenan kind of went back on his work, tried to make a fool out of the Gorilla, we're going to see that footage before the end of this episode of Primetime Wrestling. Bobby Heenan not happy with that announcement. We'll talk more about that footage of the second visit to the quote-unquote training camp later in this episode of Primetime Wrestling. But we go on right now. We're coming out of a Hacksaw Jim Duggan match. In fact, it's his very first televised match here in the World Wrestling Federation from the Boston Garden back on March 7th, scoring a win over Moondog Spot. Rita Marie still here as referee in that one. In this soundbite, Gorilla Monsoon discusses invitation cards with Bobby Heenan. Huh, is he exciting? What do you think that's significant of, that stomping of the foot like that? Does that mean he's going to drive everybody into the ground? I hope. Probably gonna, if probably shoes don't fit him, he's got a nail in his shoe. Well, I don't know. He just glued the sole on. How do I know? I had a couple of cards for you. I failed to bring them. I left them in my attache case. One was an uh, invitation to uh, Hulk Hogan's celebration party after WrestleMania. And the other one was a sympathy card that I got for you. Well, there won't be no celebration party. And you can take that sympathy card... And you can send it to somebody who needs it. Well. I won't need it. Take a look at this piece of work right here. That's right. About an 80-inch girth it needs to uh, use this particular belt. I don't know why they even let this thing out into the market, so to speak, because uh, it doesn't really belong to anybody. You have to earn it. That's right. It's not mine. You know, well, why the, did they give it? Why well, did they give it to you? One of the officials from the World Wrestling Federation has brought it here upon my request. I wanted to show the people what the world's championship belt will look like. A belt built for a man, a giant of a man, not just a one like Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I understand that, but it belongs with the World Wrestling Federation. It doesn't belong here. Well, that's why one of the eight. All right, so Gorilla Monsoon talking about a couple of different cards here. First, a Hulk Hogan celebration party invitation. Gorilla already going to be invited to the Hulk Hogan celebration party, but also a sympathy card for Bobby the Brain Heenan when Andre the Giant loses his big match at WrestleMania 3. Also did a good job here and throughout the rest of the show of showing off that brand new giant-sized WWF Championship belt made specifically for Andre the Giant to fit the waist of the Giant should he win the match at WrestleMania 3. Really cool look at the belt there. As we go back to yet another soundbite featuring even more main event talk, would you expect anything else? Involving Hulk Hogan and Andre 
WrestleMania 3. Well, we're just 13 days away from an opportunity, a golden opportunity for this piece of work sitting next to me to uh, really make a name for himself in the entire world, perhaps. And then again, we're 13 days away from you making a complete fool out of yourself and a lot of the guys in your stable as well. Uh, family. well first of all, I'll never make a fool out of myself. No, you will later on in the program when I show no, the footage of the, uh, the woods. No, I won't. Okay. But in 13 days, I'll become manager of the heavyweight champion, or I won't. I will not make a fool out of myself. I've put together probably the biggest match in the history of the sport. No question. And I'm going to walk out of there managing the world champion with this thing wrapped around the waist of Andre the Giant. Well, that still remains to be seen. Uh, there are plenty of exciting things coming down very shortly in the Silverdome. And Pontiac, you may not Michigan, get to show that footage. To bring us up to date on everything, let's go to Mean Gene. All right, and 13 days away, Bobby Heenan has put together the biggest match in professional wrestling history, and he promises Andre will be the next champion of the world. And while we're on the topic of talking championships, let's talk about the tag team titles. In fact, let's talk about some of the contenders of those WWF tag team title belts. We get a little discussion here between Monsoon and Heenan, including Gorilla questioning Bobby about dissension in the Heenan family. There are three top teams in contention for the World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Championship belts. Do you have any clue, Brain, who they are? Yes, I know who they who, are. Who are they? The Rougeos, the Bees, Volkov and Sheik, probably. Yeah. K&M. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah you know. I remember those. Players. Right now, we're going to take a look at the Killer Bees, talking about jumping Jim Brunzel and B. Brian Blair. Let's go to well, ringside. My attorneys advised me for you not to show that film. Boy, those guys are a real threat to the Hart Foundation. These guys are really showing me a lot. They've come a long way. So what? So you don't have anybody in contention. Are you the kidding? World's Tag Team Championship. I could put together five or six different combina combinations. Like what? Mr. Wonderful and the, and the King? That's one. I understand they're having a few problems. that They're not getting along too well together. Everybody's getting along fine. You brought up another thing that uh, Bundy's a little upset because I I'm managing Andre. You made mention that Hercules, and everybody seems to be getting upset because of Andres. Don't well, that's where you're devoting all your time. That's the main event in WrestleMania. I have to devote my time to that, well, naturally. Don't you, don't you think these other guys feel a little left out? I no, don't I don't that. think so at all. What do you think, I just use people? All right, so interesting list of challengers here. Apparently you have to be baby faces to be challengers to heel champions because the list included the Rougeos, the Bees, the Can-Am Connection. Interestingly enough, no mention of the Bulldogs here, the former champions. Bobby goes on to say that his Heenan family can contend as well for those championship belts, any mixture. And that's when Monsoon, who's heard it through the Gorilla Vine, that the Heenan family may not be getting along lately. Everyone upset that Andre is the one getting the title shot at WrestleMania and Andre also getting all of Heenan's time. Bobby shooting down the rumors of dissension inside his family. However, he admits it would be silly for him not to devote his time to the man gunning for the world championship at the big pay-per-view. And up next, it's promo time as we're off to Mean Gene Okerlund standing by with the Honky Tonk Man. He's talking Jake the Steak Roberts and WrestleMania 3. All right, uh, Gorilla Monsoon, the host of Primetime Wrestling. We're going to get back to you and your sidekick, Bobby Heenan, here in just a moment or two. Honky Tonk Man, after what you did to Jake the Snake Roberts in the Snake Pit, you should be ashamed of yourself. What provoked that attack? <laughs> what provoked it? Making fun of the honky-tonk man. That's what provokes it. 
When you make fun of something that my mama gave me a long time ago, she gave me my vocal cords that I could sing by. My mama gave me the guitar that I was playing on that snake pit. My mama gave me these clothes right here that I'm wearing. She gave me my natural jet black hair that I don't put grease on like Jesse the Body Ventura started a long time ago, grease ball mess. My mama gave me all these things, and my mama told me to get the best manager I could find to take care of my affairs, and I found it in Colonel Jimmy Hart. And what provoked that was Jake the Snake Roberts trying to put a snake on a honky-tonk man, trying to put something on me that I'm afraid of, that the honky-tonk man is scared of. I'm scared of the snake. You know, I don't, I don't know if, uh, if this was over the snake or if it was over Frida Lou or what it was over with, but still, they hit him out over the head with a guitar. I can't believe that, honky. That's Peggy Sue, and you shouldn't be talking about her. You know, she's getting tired of it. She told a honky-tonk man long-distance information the other night. She said, honky-tonk man, you're letting Gene Okerlund say things about me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get a hold of him. She said she's going to stuff her bobby socks down your throat. She said that? That's what she said. And she said after WrestleMania, when the honky-tonk man has beat Jake the Snake right in the middle of the ring, and he's destroyed him for the last time. You know, I thought I'd knock some sense in him with that guitar, but apparently I didn't. She's going to get beside me my 59 pink Cadillac. We're going to get on the expressway, and we're going to party all night long. You wish you could go, but you're not going to be able to. I thank you very much, and my apologies to Betty Lou. Thank you, Sue. Fans, stay tuned. There's more primetime wrestling coming up. All right, and I don't know if you can really tell here in the audio, and you can't, obviously can't see it here on the podcast, but I encourage you to go back and check out this episode of Primetime Wrestling, this promo with the Honky Tonk Man, because Mean Gene loses it not once but twice during this promo, having to cover up, having to turn away from the camera, busting out laughing at some of the comments made here by the Honky Tonk Man, including that comment about stuffing the bobby socks down his throat. Mean Gene had to cover up the face, Oakland getting a little oozy there. And hey, why not back-to-back promos, this time a much more serious promo. Mean Gene's standing by once again, this time with the Honky Tonk Man's opponent at WrestleMania. Here's Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake the Snake Roberts. In fact, let's go to the snake right now. Hey, pal. Thank you, Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon. Jake the Snake Roberts, I vividly recall what took place in the snake pit you do recently. Honky Tonk Man, and, and I really don't understand it. He said that you were making fun of him, of his clothes, of his family, of Peggy Sue, of everybody, and that's... Why he hit you over the head with a guitar. Do you believe I was making fun of him? I didn't get that impression, no. Oh, I was. I was, but you see, the thing is, I was telling you the truth, man. I was telling you what I really thought of you. Few people will step up and say what they really think. I will. You know, what surprised me, though, is that you had guts enough (laughs) and a mind enough. I'm sure Jimmy Hart had something to do with it because he's a sneaky little worm. Anyway, I've known him for a long time to come around the other side. That was quick. That was quick thinking on your part. A mistake on my part. But you know something, Honky Tonk? You being from Tennessee, (laughs) you've been out hunting before, hadn't you, boy? You've went out and you pointed that gun down at that game and you pulled that trigger and you had to make sure it was a good shot. Unless you were hunting small game. All right. Something that don't fight back. I fight back a little bit, you know. He took his best shot and he didn't get the job done. What's a wounded animal like? You tell me, huh? Well, I don't know about a wounded animal. I will tell you this. That now, WrestleMania 3 in the Silver Dome in Pontiac, Michigan on Sunday, March the 29th, Jake, has been expanded to 12 matches in one of those matches. You'll have an opportunity to get revenge because you're going to be meeting the Honky Tonk Man. And you know what it's going to be like for you, my man? 
It's gonna be like death row. You sitting in a chair and you waiting for the man to pull the switch. But you don't know when he's gonna pull it, but you can be sure that he's gonna pull it sooner or later. Ain't nobody gonna save your rear end for the frying you're gonna take in Pontiac, my man. What I'm saying is honky-tonk. If you've got guts enough to show up, then I'm gonna get to do everything I want. And you don't want that. All right, I thank you very much, Jake the Snake Roberts. Yes, to meet the Honky Talk Man. What a 12 exciting matches in WrestleMania 3 at the Silverdome on March the 29th. All right, and when is it not a good time for a Jake the Snake promo? But primetime continues on. Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby the Brain Heenan discuss the heel team of Don Morocco and Cowboy Bob Orton. Also, some more talk about the Brain Secretary, Miss Betty. Undoubtedly, one of the most experienced and greatest teams that I know of that's going to be part of WrestleMania 3 has to be Morocco and Orton. They're a good team. They're well, a very you, good you've team. You've got a great technician, in-ring technician in the ace, and the henchman. He can do anything in there. Anything you want to do, he can do it. Morocco's a veteran. Doesn't Morocco, care about the former rules. Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion. Looking for a belt. Mr. Fuji. They're looking for a belt. Well, they won't be looking at this one because this one's going to belong to Andre the Giant. Well, I understand the 40 thousand dollars that this belt costs has to be assumed by whoever doesn't win. Let's go to the ring. What do you mean? One. Don't give well, me that. Well, the K&M connection uh, I don't will certainly about you. have their hands full in the Silverdome, Pontiac, You're Michigan. You're going to be there. I told I'm you. I'm looking for an upset. What? I bought the ticket. I went through all that trouble to get you. We're on the air here. You're on the air here. Who, who is that? This is Miss Betty. Oh. I don't want no nonsense. She's a... Uh, are you done? No, I'm not done. H how do you pay her? Is she, is she on a salary or something? I beg your pardon? That's my business. I, yeah, I, under, she's I understood that she's on a, a lifetime retainer. She's my personal private secretary. Do you mind? No, no, I don't mind at all. No, I don't mind. And she will be at WrestleMania. This ranch garbage you came up with is a bunch of garbage. Whether she's there or not, I'm sure we'll have no direct result of the outcome of the matches. Yes. So uh, it's neither no, here no. nor there. Besides, it'll be one him. less expense for you to have to incur no, no. during WrestleMania. Goodbye. Plenty more action still to come here this week. Uh, got some I may tremendous have to replace her. <laughs> don't forget, the Woods is coming up later. So Morocco and Orton, yet another team looking for those tag team title belts. Gorilla Monsoon talking about the K&M Connection. I always thought it was interesting the way Gorilla Monsoon said Can-Am. K&M Connection. Go back and listen. Once you hear it, you'll never unhear it. Gorilla questioning Bobby Heenan. How exactly is Miss Betty paid? Is she on a lifetime retainer? We learned that Miss Betty will also be at WrestleMania 3. Front row, no doubt. And here's a name we haven't talked about a whole lot here in 1987. But Gorilla and Bobby have a little fun as they talk. Jimmy Jack Funk, potentially the next member of the Heenan family. Also, more discussion of Andre the Giant and his training camp. Got a new member for you, for your uh, family. Oh, who? I, I, here's a guy that really needs someone to take him under their wing. Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger? Jimmy Jack Funk. Hey, I haven't got time to... That, that guy doesn't need a manager, he needs a keeper. Well, he, he certainly does need a lot of help in my, in my book, I'll tell you that. As a guy that definitely does not have... Tough man. He, he is a tough guy, but if you don't have any direction for it, no. he'll find out when he meets up with Pedro Morales. That's what he needs, some direction. You'd be a good man. Let's go to ringside. You know, you talked earlier on about faults. You never gave me a chance to go up and shoot the footage that I wanted of Andre in training, where I might have been able to take another look at what I thought I saw. So now I'm only positive in my own mind that there's one fault and possibly two. Of course, the first fault is he's got you as his manager. That's number one. The second one was something with his training technique that I wanted to see again, but you never gave me that opportunity. And I'm gonna... Okay, what if I fly you up there this week? Forget about it. No way. No way I'm going to go back there. 
after that horrendous thing that you did in the woods with me? I'd, We're going to see that later. Honest I don't want to show the people got, what kind of guy you, you are. You're not going to show that tape. We, we are going to show it. Oh, regardless yeah? Of what. I'm going to get to the director right now. I got that guy in my pocket, you know. He'll do whatever I want. There's, a, there's other people in the building. I got who pictures work. of him, too. Let's get back to the situation. You know, what do yeah. you expect? He knows better than to show that. What, what do you expect to get? Uh, should Andre the Giant be lucky enough and forceful enough to get his hands on the world's heavyweight championship, what kind of physical damage do you think is gonna, he's going to incur in that match? You won't have to worry about making too many bookings for oh, that. Oh, it's not going to be easy. We know that. Definitely not. I've never said it was going to be easy. Hulk Hogan is a big, 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 tough man. World's but he's champion. not as tough as the Giant. And the only reason he is the world's champion because he hasn't wrestled the Giant. Now, I'm going to talk to the director right now. All right, and J.J. Funk, as Gorilla Monsoon liked to refer to him as the Lone Ranger of the WWF, is he the next member of the Heenan family? Bobby shoots that one down pretty quickly. Gorilla then talks Andre's flaws. Of course, Bobby Heenan as his manager being the number one flaw, but he saw something else in the ring, a training technique. But because Gorilla never made it to the training camp the second time, he didn't get to see it again. And so it'll be the brain's loss at WrestleMania. Bobby Heenan then offers to send Gorilla back again a third time to the training camp. To quote the Gorilla there, highly unlikely as Heenan even admits that beating Hulk Hogan won't be easy. I thought Bobby did a great job continuing to build the match between Hulk and Andre, build it up as a real competition and not just another I'm-gonna-kick-his-ass style ordeal. We hear that so much from both the baby faces and the heels. I'm gonna come in there and I'm gonna beat you. Bobby Heenan says, yes, Andre will win, but he knows it's not gonna be easy. I just think they do a fantastic job of putting this match over as the biggest thing in professional wrestling history. Two epic powers are going to collide. Yes, it's going to be a fight. As primetime rolls on, it's feature match time. This week, it'll feature the ladies in tag team action. In fact, it is the ladies tag team champions, Leilani Kai, Judy Martin, the future Glamour Girls, taking on the team of Velvet McIntyre and Angie Minnelli. We'll go back now and listen to Bobby and Gorilla talk about this upcoming match. It's feature time here this week, and uh, Bobby, we don't see an awful lot of the uh, girl wrestlers anymore. They're, they're becoming an endangered uh, species, almost. You know, they're in such great demand all over the world. Well, in all, in all the foreign countries, and um, yeah, there's just uh, not that many of them to go well, around. We, we've had an opportunity that we're going to be taking a look at uh, this week, the uh, ladies' tag team champions of the world. That's right. Leilani, Kai, Judy Martin, what a combo they are. They're tougher than a lot of guys. Well, I'm, su I'm surprised that, that you didn't uh, get some of these lady wrestlers. Hey, whoa. I got enough trouble getting Miss Betty to work, let alone managing a couple girl wrestlers and getting them dressed into the ring. Oh, Believe indeed. Ladies Last thing I want to do is carry curlers with me on and powder the puffs. So let's go make to the reservation. Make this. sure their hair's done. Make sure this. All right, and Gorilla's saying the women are becoming an endangered species. And he covers himself pretty quickly, saying that they are in high demand around the world. So it's hard to get a hold of them to bring them into the WWF. From there, there's a brief discussion of what Bobby Heenan ever managed a lady wrestler, perhaps the lady tag team champions here. We know Jimmy Hart eventually will, but Bobby says he has enough trouble getting Miss Betty to work, much less lady wrestlers. Yet another conversation that would get this show canceled in 2022. But here in 1987, it's called Comedy People. As for the matchup tape back March 11th, 1987, Columbus, Ohio at the Ohio Center. It was the ladies' tag team champions Judy Martin, Leilani Kai, defeating the team of Velvet McIntyre, Angie Minnelli, in 9 minutes, 37 seconds. Kai pinning Minnelli after a nice-looking powerbomb splat by Judy Martin. 
on poor Manelli. Great powerbomb there. And the final minutes of that match are up right now on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Go check it out. Go check out the powerbomb in particular. Great stuff there by Judy Martin. As prime time this week begins to draw to a close, there's still more discussion about that big matchup between Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. Well, I certainly thought that Manelli and McIntyre were far superior in their skills as far as the match went, but it was... You thought you were thinking that about Hulk Hogan, too? You're always on the side of the losers, Munson. Hulk Hogan isn't a loser. Hulk Hogan's the world's heavyweight champion. Now. What do you mean now? He is today. He won't be the 29th of March. He will be the 29th of March. Not the 30th. Well, that we'll have to just wait and see, won't we? Won't we? Well, what uh, Andre the Giant undefeated for 15 years. That's right. Not against the caliber of talent that the world's heavyweight champion has to meet. True or false? True to a degree. Thank you. Champion does meet the best. You got that right. Andre the Giant was obviously never deemed number one challenger. Didn't want to crack at the title. And if it wasn't Just for you, he still wouldn't want to crack else. at the title. So Gorilla's saying that while Andre the Giant has been undefeated for 15 years, Hulk Hogan the champion for three years, it's the Hulk that has had the bigger challengers. And Bobby Heenan, he doesn't disagree. He goes along with Gorilla. He says, yes, Hulk Hogan probably has had the bigger challengers because the champion faces only the best. But Andre will be the champion after WrestleMania. So more putting over Hulk Hogan, putting over the championship as something very meaningful here while still promoting Andre the Giant. Excellent work by Bobby Heenan. As primetime wrestling rolls into a close, as promised at the top of the show, Gorilla Monsoon presenting the footage shot of Monsoon's second visit to Andre's training camp. This time it doesn't seem to go as planned. And here are audio highlights of Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby the Brain Heenan in search of Andre's training camp. The two become lost in the woods. Monsoon unfortunately never makes it, and comedy ensues. Stay with us because right now we're going to go to some special footage as I promised you earlier on. Roll the tape, please. Griping, griping, griping. Look, at Brain, I don't have a clue where we are. Where is the gym? I know where we are. These guys are costing me a lot of money. All you paid for was my lousy ticket. And this, this you could call lunch? Hey, I want you to feel at home, pal. The, the camera's breaking down. The audio man keeps tripping and falling down the hills. Do you have any idea? I know exactly where I am. Well, let's get to the okay, gym. You just then. keep your mouth shut. Eat a banana and follow let's me. Let's go. Look, I don't see anything that resembles a building here. What are you trying to do to there's me? A, there's a big well. You don't want me to film this, yes, do you? Yes, I do. There's a well. There's a well right beside it. Come on. Well, I don't Let's see quit any well. Come huh? this way. Come on. Are you nuts? This is crazy. I'm crazy. We're, we're lost again. Dude, quit. Right. all you do here. We've been Come by here already one time. Never been by here. Absolutely. Look there's at that. There's a creek that runs by the tree. Look at my marker here. Look. My banana peel. Right here. We were oh, by here already. That could be anybody's banana peel. Give me a break. I know. But gorillas know their own bananas when they see them. Look, there's another one right there. You think I'm stupid? I left a little bit of a trail here because you don't have a clue where you're going. Maybe I don't there's have a clue where I'm going. Look, there's a. we've been by here over an hour ago. There's another one right there. There's another one. And another. You snake in the grass. You don't what? want me to see Andre training again, do you? What do you mean? I invite you. I, I pop for your ticket and everything. Yeah. You think I just want to walk around this this you miserable forest? You know what I saw the first time is true, don't you, Brain? No. Absolutely. I don't know a thing. You like don't want that. me to see him in the training camp anymore. You just led me around these woods here for the last two and a half hours for nothing. You think I saw? I got to do is walk around so here. So long. Brain. Wait a minute. Where I'm are you going? going. You're not going any place. Wait for me. You stay lost no, I'm not place. staying back. Here. All right. Now that soundbite 
was chopped up into just brief clips of the actual segment. This is more of a visual thing than a soundbite. Gorilla leaving a banana trail behind him, though. They, they realize they're running around in the same circle because a gorilla knows his own bananas as he finds them laying on the ground. Fun way to end the show this week. And if you guys want to check out this full video, it's up again right now on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Grenade. Fun stuff, as always, from Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby the Brain Heenan here as we head into the following weekend, March 21st edition, Superstars of Wrestling. And hey, how about that? A new set of tapings. This week's Superstars tape back on March 10th in Dayton, Ohio, only 11 days old, at the Hera Arena. Hey, I've made a couple trips down there myself for a couple of ECW pay-per-views. So brand new tapings here. Heading into WrestleMania, and it's Vince McMahon, Bruno San Martino, Jesse Ventura on commentary. Ventura rocking some Power and Glory-style sunglasses here as we head to the ring. The opening match, scheduled to see the Iron Sheik take on Hacksaw Jim Duggan. We get the introduction of the heels as it's Sheiky Baby in the ring along with manager Slick and partner Nikolai Volkov. And then we go to the backstage area. Craig DeGeorge standing by with Hacksaw Jim Duggan for a promo. A promo during the introductions of your opponent? Hmm. It's almost like there's an angle coming. And as the promo gets going, just as Hacksaw promises that as long as he's here, Nikolai Volkov will never sing the Soviet national anthem again. We hear Big Nick in the background begin to belt it out on the house mic. Volkov beginning to sing that Russian national anthem. Perfect timing or quite the coincidence? You be the judge. Enraged by the act, Hacksaw Jim Duggan leaves the interview and storms out to ringside. Duggan hits the ring with the two-by-four in hand, swinging it wildly as the heels bail to the outside. Duggan then chases them backstage with his trusty board before returning to the ring to cut a promo. From there, Hacksaw talks the 1984 Iranian hostage crisis, when Iran held the American diplomats hostage for 444 days. Well, now Duggan is holding the Sheik hostage. That sounds fair. As for Volkov, this is America, the land of the free, the home of the brave. So Nikolai won't be singing that Russian national anthem as long as Hacksaw is around. Tough guy. Makes sense, I think. Duggan receives monster pops throughout this promo, and a big USA chant closes this segment. As Jesse Ventura points out, the name of this sport is wrestling, which we saw none of here in this planned Duggan and Iron Sheik match. So this was slated to be Hacksaw's syndicated debut, but we'll have to wait for another day to see Duggan climb into the ring here on Superstars. Meanwhile, standing by Mean Gene Okerlund with update as he talks the ongoing feud of Hercules and Billy Jack Haynes. We see a clip of the recent Harley Race Billy Jack Haynes match in which Hercules and Heenan sneak attack Haynes. From there, it's followed up Billy Jack Haynes' promo. He said he's felt the power of Hercules, but at WrestleMania, Hercules will feel why Haynes has been the master of the full Nelson for the last five years. Another raving lunatic delivery here by Billy Jack as well, and wow, unbelievable promo. As we close out update, Mean Gene reminds us WrestleMania is next week. Wow, that feels so awesome to say. Bigger! Better! 
as we head backstage once again. Craig DeGeorge standing by now with the Doctor of Style Slick, along with Nikolai Volkov, the Iron Sheik. And Slick is irate. He talks that wild-eyed Dugan and going to Jack Tunney about his attack on the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov. Slickster then challenges Duggan to a one-on-one match against the Iron Sheik because that works so well today. Volkov also pissed off here, I think. I can't really make out everything he's saying, but he says you can't go around hitting people with two-by-fours, which Duggan really hasn't yet, anyway. And then it's the Iron Sheik's turn to gripe, but we're out of time, so it's back to the ring for tag team action. It's the magnificent Morocco Cowboy Bob Orton, managed by Mr. Fuji, taking on the team of Mario Mancini and Corporal Kirchner. And I'm sure Kirchner just watched that last segment with Duggan. That was once Corporal's spot on the show, who replaced the Sergeant Slaughter role and did some work versus Volkov and Sheik in the past. Kirchner even still working Sheiky Baby lately here on the C shows. Well, up until now, Duggan has arrived. No use for Corporal Kirchner no more, so he's stuck here in this tag team matchup, relegated to teaming with enhancement talent, which is never good for your future. As the match begins, we get an insert promo from the Can-Am Connection. They talk the wrestling technician, Bob Orton, and the tank, Don Morocco, in their upcoming match at WrestleMania 3. As the match gets going, Corp starts out and looks good against Bob Orton until running into a cowboy Bob Knee in the corner, and then just to make sure he stays down, Morocco, with a knee to the back from the apron as well. Corporal Kirchner now down, and in comes Mario Mancini tags in and takes a beating as Lanny Poffo randomly joins the fucking commentary booth in the middle of all of this with a poem for us all. Mr. Poffo, with a poem as it relates to WrestleMania. Thank you very much. The Silver Dome in Pontiac on March the 29th, a real-world wrestling celebration when Andre and the Hulk collide. You'll need a Richter scale to measure the enormous devastation. The Hulkster's never run away from anyone before. March 29th will be his toughest test. The largest crowd in history will witness every move. It's the battle of the biggest and the best. Andre's never lost a match in 15 years of wrestling and his reputation far beyond reproach. The fans think Bobby Heenan's just a sneaky little weasel, but to me, he's just another common roach. We thank you for that. All right, and thanks for that, Lanny. Back to the action, though. As Orton picks Mancini up in a suplex, Morocco climbs to the top rope and comes off with a crossbody, if you want to call it that. Morocco kind of falls down on top of Mancini as Orton suplexes him back. Good combo move here by a couple of veteran heels. And it'll get the win. Morocco on top of Mario Mancini picks up the win one minute and 48 seconds. Very different for this team as they're trying new things. And it's sad to say by 1987, Morocco and Orton really coasting off their past name value. As a team, these guys aren't really clicking for me in the 1987 WWF world. Bob's still very efficient in the ring, but he moves at a slower pace while Morocco is just very lethargic. Anywho, it's promo time. Mean Gene Okerlund standing by with the WWF Tag Team Champion, Heart Foundation. All right, gentlemen, next Sunday at the Silverdome, it's going to be WrestleMania 3, and it's going to be the British Bulldogs and Tito Santana meeting Danny Davis and yourself. A great deal of interest here in the New York City regarding that one, Bret Hart. You know what I think, Gene? The animal's sort of like a tank. Uh, sort of like a Porsche, you know, combined. But now we've got Danny Davis in there, and uh, Danny Davis is the gear shift. <laughs> now we've got this machine. This machine that's just going to run over top of the Chihuahua and the two Bulldogs on WrestleMania 3. We're going to show everybody, right, Anvil? <laughs> Have you ever seen the way it tanks? 
rotors roll over people. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, these guys are really, they are, your men are a little sick, Jimmy Hart, I don't mind telling you. WrestleMania 3, next Sunday of the 29th. More classic Jim Neidhart there, talking about being a tank, like Morocco's the tank? These guys seem to be sharing the nickname right now. But the anvil, the tank, using his wheels, his rotors, to smash over the Bulldogs in Santana. Jeez, talk about violent. As we head off to a Rougeau brother vignette, Jacques and Raymond, just how do they prep for WrestleMania 3 in the Dream Team? Snowmobile racing. Yes, that's apparently a thing. Picture NASCAR, but with high-speed snowmobiles. Looks dangerous as hell here. Never knew something like this even existed until I watched this video. People flying off the track everywhere. Holy shit. The Rougeau's holding up a trophy as Danger Zone plays in the background. Pretty sure these guys were just representing a team. I don't think they actually climbed to the snowmobiles themselves. And maybe I'm even using the wrong term for these vehicles, but that's what they looked like to me. As Danger Zone played in the background, had to pop for that. The Rougeau brothers are fun guys, I suppose. And it's back to the ring for adorable Adrian Adonis, Jimmy Hart in his corner, taking on Jim Young as we see Suzette, the Federette ringside here. We get an insert promo from Brutus Beefcake, who refers to Adonis as Slime, Slug, and Blubberball. Brutai wants to see Roddy Piper leave Adonis like a cue ball at WrestleMania 3. Back to the action, Jim Young, visibly green as shit here. Adonis bumps on him for a tackle, but Young runs into an elbow in the corner, and it's good night, Irene. Adrian Adonis with a quick win, 1 minute and 45 seconds. And it's off to Mean Gene Okerlund standing by with one of the many celebrities at WrestleMania 3. It's Mary Hart this time. More fun with the celebrities here is Mean Gene Hans Hart, the timepiece. The watch to keep track as timekeeper at WrestleMania 3. But she says, the timepiece, it's not working, Gene. Gene ponders that Bob Euchre messed with it. But Mary Hart quips that Andre was sitting on it, forcing Gene into laughter as we close this quick clip. And head off to yet another promo, this time a soundbite attached Mean Gene Okerlund with the Intercontinental Champion, the Macho Man, Randy Savage. All right, the big one just a week away. WrestleMania 3, Sunday, March the 29th. Twelve exciting matches. Each and every one of them a main event. And certainly this man's title defense, Randy Savage, meeting the dragon, Ricky Steamboat. Steamboat will have at his corner, George the Animal Steel. And all the marbles are on the line of this one, Randy Savage. You can see that all the marbles are on the line. I Wouldn't just you said that. No problem at all. In the Silver Dome, there won't be no repeating. No. Last chance for the dragon. Yeah, I'm the Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion. Have you realized that over a period of time? Yeah, that I just keep on going and going and going. And you going. have led the good life. You made yourself a lot of money in the last year. And, of course, you have been the Intercontinental Champion for over one year. In the Silver Dome. People are going to realize that I am the greatest of all time yeah. in the Superdome in front of millions and millions and millions of people. The dragon will burn. All right, apparently the case is closed as far as the Intercontinental Champion is concerned. The case is closed! Did you just say something about not repeating yourself? It's closed. I'll go along with that. Randy Savage to defend against Ricky Steamboat in WrestleMania 3. Don't you dare miss it. Really fun banter there at the end of the promo. Macho Man says the case is closed, and he doesn't repeat himself. Mijin asks, the case is closed? So Macho replies, case is closed. Okerlund says, didn't you just say something about not repeating yourself or LOL? Really fun stuff. Yet again, the banter between Mijin Okerlund and Randy Savage is all kinds of fun here. Can never get enough of the Macho Man promos. 
And speaking of promos, they just keep coming as we get yet another one this time. Celebrity Mr. Baseball, Mr. Belvedere star Bob Euchre, and Jimmy Hart here for an interview as they talk Alice Cooper with Jake the Snake Roberts taking on the Honky Tonk Man, of course, accompanied by Jimmy Hart. Jimmy says he welcomes Cooper to his nightmare. And it's back to the ring. Six-man tag team action. Tito Santana teaming with the British Bulldogs, taking on the team of Steve Lombardi, Al Navarro, and Rick Renslow. Davey Boy Smith early on with a press slam on Steve Lombardi in this one as Tito tags in on fire. Arriba! Tito drop kicks Lombardi in the opposition's corner and in tags Rick Renslow now. Renslow immediately in the wrong corner himself runs into a dynamite kid headbutt from the apron. And now it's Al Navarro's turn, who tags in, also to little success. Davy Boy Smith with the running power slam on Navarro as the other job guys run in to make the save, but they get sent packing. Tito Santana back in with a great-looking flying forearm on Al Navarro, and the baby faces pick up the win here, 2 minutes and 48 seconds. You'll notice Dynamite Kid never tagged into the match, and it seemed hard for him even getting into the ring here. Dynamite's only bit of offense was standing on the apron and allowing one of the other wrestlers to ram a job guy's head into his head. So Dynamite Kid's still being protected here. He really can't do much of anything. It's very noticeable if you know what you're looking for and kind of a tough pill to swallow. It's Why is he even out there? As it is WrestleMania weekend, we saw his opponent earlier on the show in Adrian Adonis, but now it's time to hear from the Hot Rod himself. Here's a promo with Rowdy Roddy Piper. Rowdy, Roddy Piper, there is a certain tone, I guess, of sadness in the fact that it's going to be your farewell bout. And I guess you've got your own personal reasons for, for all of this. Adrian Adonis, I don't know what to say about that man. I can say that about him. Sure. The daffodil of the WWF. <laughs> Such a wonderful human being. Can't take anything away from him being tough. Don't, don't take any away from him. He's been a tough man all his life. And... Uh, this ain't going to be any easy battle. Well, what about yourself? Why are you doing it, Roddy? I know you what you said. Truth? I know what you said to the press. I tell you, I tell you the truth. You know, I'm, uh, the place by, by this time, by the time you see this, the place will be sold out. I've been through, I've been through two WrestleMania, survived probably. There are only two men that can say that. This is a third one. I ain't buying, trying to buy no tickets or buy any votes here. You know what? I got when I go when I said, Gene, I go away sometimes. I go away for for forty days, fifty days. You know, catch an airplane. I got to leave at three o'clock in the morning. And your little daughter, your oldest daughter, comes out and she, she's crying and she's hugging you. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, and what am I doing? And I say, I never had par- parental guidance coming up. I don't want to. I want a little better for my children. I want to be a little better father. Last thing I want to be is bald. So the hot rod here in the interview says Adonis is a tough man. He's not taking anything away from him. But Piper talks leaving his kids for forty to fifty days at a time, leaving his house at three a.m. in the morning to catch a flight seeing his daughter watching him go away. Piper wants to be a better father, and the last thing he wants is to be bald. A straight delivery, but a little fun there by Roddy Piper. So Roddy Piper, serious, gets real, finishes with a little fun line, a little bit of everything there from Rowdy Roddy Piper. And speaking of the hot rod, it's off to Piper's Pit. Special guest this week, President Jack Tunney. As we come another week closer to the end of Piper's Pit, Roddy has another message for adorable Adrian. He said, it's a hell of a lot easier to jump on than it is to jump off, man. Anywho, out comes President Tunney, who brings a felt bag out, which he reveals to hold the potential new WWF Heavyweight Championship, a giant version of the WWF title, if you get my drift, made to fit one Andre the Giant should he win at WrestleMania 3. And what a sight 
As the Hot Rod holds the belt up, Bobby Heenan and Andre the Giant interrupt the show, though, to take a close-up look at the belt. Andre even trying on the belt, sort of. Bobby Heenan wrapping around his waist, still not sure if it really fit back there. Heenan, however, on the microphone says, hey, this belt, this one fits. Bobby says, we'll be seeing a lot of this after WrestleMania. Andre throwing the strap over his shoulder says, after WrestleMania, we'll finally see a real champion as the heels walk off the set. Piper says Andre the Giant got himself a manager, he's got himself a belt, he's got himself a match with the champion Hulk Hogan. The only thing he doesn't got, he doesn't got a win just yet. And just an absolutely super hot crowd for this edition of Piper's Pit. The visual proof that the belt existed made many of the smart marks even question if a title change was in fact coming at WrestleMania. Why would you go spend all that money to build such a beautiful looking belt, a giant sized WWF title belt if you weren't actually going to give Andre the title. Really cool stuff here, and I kind of wonder if this belt still exists in some form. As it's time for the WrestleMania report, we learn that the Silver Gnome is, in fact, sold out. No more tickets available for WrestleMania 3. You'll have to watch it on closed-circuit TV or pay-per-view. During this WrestleMania report included clips from the Saturday night's main event, Battle Royal, promos from Mary Hart and Bob Euchre, more fun from the duo ending with Euchre apparently accidentally slapping Mary on the butt. She didn't look too pleased there. So WrestleMania sold out. I'm sure Vince McMahon and company were thrilled with that news. So we're off to yet another promo. Mean Gene Okerlund with Aretha Franklin. They talked the 93,000 fans in the Silverdome and the big larger-than-life wrestlers on the card like Hulk Hogan and King Kong Bundy. Aretha mentions Andre the Giant, which I'm sure somebody fed to her. Gene Okerlund thanks her for participating. Her response was, shut up. Gene then breaks character and laughter as we cut away to yet another promo. Jake the Snake Roberts sitting by with Alice Cooper as they talk being just one week away from WrestleMania. Alice Cooper's hometown, Detroit, Michigan. Honky Tonk Man, beware. And speaking of the Honky Tonk Man, we're back to the ring. Honky in action with Jimmy Hart in his corner taking on Leaping Lanny Poffo. Wow, two poems in one show? No, we weren't that lucky, guys. No poem before this matchup. And as Honky makes his way out to the ring, love the red jumpsuit here. Wish he had wore that more often. Poffo busts out a pair of flying head scissors to start the match. And just as the match gets going, Jesse Ventura says, This should be a good match. Lanny Poffo telegraphs a backdrop and the shake, rattle, and roll neckbreaker. Match goes a whopping 40 seconds. Wow. Even Ventura expecting a good match here. 40 seconds it took Honky Tonk Man to put down Lanny Poffo. Perhaps it was the power of the poem that would have kept Lanny going. We didn't get one here. Post-match, we see Honky Tonk Man on the microphone thanking his fans for their support. They're a beautiful audience. He doesn't want to let the fans down. He knows they came to see him sing and dance, so hit his music. Honky Tonk having a great time dancing for the fans here. When his music randomly cuts, he says, hey, who did that? We hear a familiar voice over the loudspeakers. That's Jake the Snake Roberts. Honky Tonk Man asks, who cut his music? 
Jake responds, Damien did that. And that Damien and Jake are watching the Honky Talk Man creeping Honky out as the fans pop loud for this segment. It was almost like a Titantron angle before the video screen walls existed. Audio only, but effective for the fans here in Dayton, Ohio, as we're off to one final promo to close out this week's edition of Superstars, Mean Gene Okerlund with the WWF champion, Hulk Hogan. You know, I can just see it next Sunday at the Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan. And before it all starts, Aretha Franklin comes out and does America the Beautiful in front of 90,000 screaming at the Silverdome and millions other around the country, around the world. Hulk Hogan, nobody knows America the Beautiful yeah, like man. you do, and it has been a beautiful America for the last three plus years. That conceivably could end in WrestleMania 3 when Andre the Giant challenges you for the gold. Well, you know, it conceivably could end. That's true, Mean Gene. But I seriously doubt it, man. 90,000 plus Hulkamaniacs, that is. Not weasel maniacs, brother. Millions of people around the world living the straight and narrow watching my back, Jack. And the dude that I've got in my corner, brother. People been asking for weeks and weeks, months upon months. Who is the holster? Is it John J. Rambo, man? Who is the man? Billy Jack, who can it be? Everybody wants to know. Oh, I guess to say, man, the guy that's watching my back, depending on where you're coming from, you may not be able to see him. He's kind of hard to see sometimes. Some people say they've never seen him. They just believe in him. But when it comes down on you, man, he comes down on you big time. Heavy, brother. And that's the man on my side. And I'll work through him, man. Andre the Giant, you're fighting for the wrong reasons, man. The money, the gold, the ego. I can defeat that. But you can't defeat me, man, with all my Hulkamaniacs, brother. What you gonna do when the Hulkster runs wild on you? I'll tell you what, it's going to be something else. WrestleMania 3 next Sunday at the Silverdome in Pontiac. Ah, yes, they talk America the Beautiful, the big brother in the sky watching over his back. Andre is fighting for all the wrong reasons, man. The money, the ego. Hulk, he wrestles for, well, never mind what Hulk wrestles for, brother. See you at WrestleMania 3, dude. As we're off to Wrestling Challenge, March 22nd, taped March 11th, Columbus, Ohio at the Ohio Center. New set of tapings here as well. Bobby the Brain Heenan, Gorilla Monsoon on commentary. We kick things off with highlights from the Saturday night's main event battle royal, including Andre eliminating WWF champion Hulk Hogan and the eight men it took to eliminate one giant in Andre. And we're off to the ring for the tag team champion Hart Foundation, Jimmy Hart and Danny Davis in their corner, taking on the future young stallions. Yes, the Hart's here up against Jimmy Powers and Paul Roma. Our first look at Roma and Powers as a team matching red trunks and all already. As the match gets going, we get an insert promo from Bob Euchre, who says he'll be center ring at WrestleMania. The quick-witted Euchre even looks down as if he's looking at the match from his insert promo, Brady Bunch style. I wrote, LOL. Bob Euchre is just phenomenal. Bret Hart and Paul Roma start the match. Roma surprises the Hitman with a leapfrog and a backdrop. Awesome dropkick, too. Sends the Hitman packing. But the Hart Foundation take over on Jimmy Powers, however. 
flinging Powers to the outside for Danny Davis to get in his cheap shots. Then back inside, they pick Powers up for the heart attack. And the Hart Foundation get the win 2 minutes and 37 seconds. Post-match, the Hearts dispose of Paul Roma, while Danny Davis comically drops an elbow on Jimmy Powers and flings him from the ring to resounding heat from the crowd. I told you Davis was over as a heel here. Heading into WrestleMania 3, as we've got a couple quick promos lined up for you here. All these men also involved in the big upcoming pay-per-view. First, Mean Gene standing by with the Junkyard Dog, followed by a promo with the Dream Team. All right, Junkyard Dog, it's coming up WrestleMania 3 on the 29th at the Silverdome. Your match is going to be with the king of wrestling, Harley Race. And, of course, we know the ground rules in this one. The loser is going to have to get down on his knees and then bow to the winner. I, I don't like that at all. You know, Mean Gene, it's one person that the old dog get down on his knees quite frequently, quite often. Matter of fact, each and every day. And this, that's the man above. That's the only man that I'm going to get on my knees and bow to. But Handsome Holler is a smart, smart individual, along with Bobby the Brain Heenan. But in a few short hours, a few short days, millions and millions of fans will see the new king of professional wrestling, and I hope it's the one and only. Good luck to you in WrestleMania 3. Thank you, Junkyard Dog. By the way, I should also point out in WrestleMania 3, tremendous tag team action. The Rougeau brothers from Montreal, Quebec, Canada, are going to be going against the dream team of Brutus Beefcake and Greg the Hammer Valentine. And Dino Bravo, for some reason, is going to be in your corner. Greg, it doesn't make sense. The dream team and associates. And it's going to make sense why Dino Bravo is in the dream team's corner. You understand the dream is going to come true in WrestleMania 3. Not like WrestleMania 2. The dream is going to come true. And the nightmare is standing right behind me, Dino Bravo. The nightmare for the Rougeau brothers. All right, uh, your thoughts on this one, Brutus Beefcake. Well, the Rougeau brothers are going to be our stepping stone to the top here. And our brother Dino's right in our corner. How can we lose, Greg? All the fans out there are watching, and they know who the dream team is, you know. That's right, right. you know. You're going to make my dream come true, and that is take care of the Rugo brothers right there at WrestleMania, because that's going to be your nightmare. All you Canadian people are going to watch your heroes go down the tubes, because the dream team is going to make my dream come true and whip you like two dogs. Going to find out at WrestleMania 3. All right, and the dog looking to crown Harley Race, but not in the way the king would hope. And then the Dream Team have the Rougeos also at WrestleMania 3 as we're off to Wrestler's Rebuttal, now hosted by Craig DeGeorge. He interviews Rowdy Roddy Piper here. Piper says he's been a star for a long time, and he's fought a lot of stars. Remember this guy? Piper throws up the I Love You sign, referencing Jimmy Snuka. I wrote, wow. Piper also mentions wrestling Bruno San Martino. Roddy says he's been on top for so long, he forgot what it was like to struggle like Adrian Adonis, who refers to Adrian as a big toad. Piper quips he's been growing his hair out as an incentive for Adonis in the hair versus hair match. And with Adonis being a toad, Roddy Piper tells him, if you feel froggy, take a leap. Then back to ringside Birdman Coco Beware with Frankie in his corner, taking on Johnny Canine here. As you see a really hot looking Federette ringside, short blonde hair, really beautiful lady. No idea her name. Guess Vince didn't really care to get them over personally, well, besides Suzette, who is mentioned by name here. Referee for this match, happy Jack Kruger, always smiling Jack Kruger, as Coco motions for the half-crazy canine to kiss his ass. Want to know more about Johnny Canine? Watch the Dark Side of the Ring feature on him. During this matchup, we also see an insert promo from the natural Butch Reed and his manager Slick, 
They've heard that Coco's been preaching lately. Well, he better be preaching and a-praying when he steps in the ring with Butch Reed at WrestleMania, and Frankie, he'll be flying the coop once and for all. Butch Reed looking to put down Coco Beware and Frankie at WrestleMania. Back to the action, K-9 botches a backbreaker, and that was about his only offense in the match. Coco busts out a cartwheel around K-9 and a backdrop as Bobby Heenan rips on Ware's white glove, the Michael Jackson-like white glove of Coco Beware. If only Heenan had seen him in those red leather jackets, part of the PYTs. Meanwhile, to the finish of the match, it's Coco Beware with a middle rope dropkick this week and a really nice patented Ghostbuster Brainbuster picks up the win here. Two minutes and 12 seconds for the Birdman. As we're off to Mean Gene Okerlund standing by with Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant, I vividly recall the signing of the contract for your title shot at Hulk Hogan in WrestleMania 3. You said you taught Hogan a lot, but you had still one more lesson to give him in the final chapter in that big title match at the Silverdome in Pontiac on the 29th. You want to talk to somebody? You talk to me. He's going to do all his talking in the ring. You talk to me. You want to talk about the final chapter? I'll be glad to talk about the final chapter. The final chapter in the life and history and career of Hulk Hogan. See, because it's over, Hogan. I know it. You know it. Everybody knows it. You had three good years. You can't laugh at that. You were lucky. You made some money. You got a cartoon. You got some dolls. You rode good. You had it good. But you know you can't beat this man. Toughest man in the world. Nobody can beat this man. You think with all that blonde hair and a bunch of little hulksters out there and behind you, you ripping that t-shirt off and shaking in your pythons, you think you can beat him, dummy? It can't be done by you, ten guys like you, or a hundred people like you. This is the next heavyweight champion of the world. Get ready to swallow it, Hogan. It's all over. Once again, Oakland trying to get a promo one-on-one with Andre, but to get to Andre, you have to go through the brain. Mean Gene learns the hard way, and even though we saw him head to the ring on Superstars over here on Wrestling Challenge, it's yet another ho hacksaw Jim Duggan vignette. And this week, it's Janitor Jim Duggan. Wow, I'm having flashbacks. Or should I say flash-forwards to WCW and the TV title, bro. Janitor Jim. Duggan is mopping up the floor just like he's going to clean up the WWF of that Iranian and Russian tough guy. Duggan, on his way to Wrestling Challenge, already arrived on Superstars, as mentioned, and we're back to the ring for King Kong Bundy. Bobby Heenan by his side here, taking on Mario Mancini. Luscious Johnny V replacing Heenan on commentary for this one. We get an insert promo from Hillbilly Jim, who continues to promise to protect his little buddies at WrestleMania. So much for promises, eh, Jim? In the ring, Bundy with two avalanche splashes in the corner, and then a big splash on the mat as Bundy demands the count of five. A five count gets the win here for Bundy in 52 seconds, and Mancini does a stretcher job. Boy, wouldn't that have been something to see Beaver, little Beaver, do the stretcher job at WrestleMania? I guess they didn't really have time for that. Curious how he left the ring, so I guess the Hillbilly Jim carried him away on a cart. I digress. Bundy on the microphone after the match says, what he did to Mancini here today will happen to any midget that gets in his way at WrestleMania, so look out, little Beaver. So this mixed tag match at WrestleMania has the least build of any of the matches, any of the 12 matches at the pay-per-view, yet the possibility of King Kong Bunny squashing a midget still gives us that intrigue, if you will. Then it's Jesse Ventura standing by with Entertainment Tonight's Mary Hart 
Jesse tells Mary not to be distracted by his body as she has to watch the match. Being the timekeeper and all, more fun with the celebrities here, Jesse Ventura and Mary Hart, as we're back once again to Mean Gene Okerlund standing by with the world champion, the Hulkster brother. All right, the world is buzzing about WrestleMania 3 next weekend from the Silver Dome in Pontiac, Michigan. And of course, at closed circuit venues around the country and around the world of pay-per-view, you're going to be seeing 12 phenomenal matches and one phenomenal main event that pits Andre the Giant at seven foot four and a half, 525 pounds, meeting the heavyweight champion of the world, Hulk Hogan. And Hulk, next weekend, it's for all the marbles, and I'd have to say, your stiffest title defense ever. Well, you know, when you talk about getting stiff, man, when you talk about challenges, i got to say, the past has been nothing. Pulling bumpers off Cadillac's jack, no big deal. 20-man battle royals fighting for your life, no big deal. When you talk about Andre the Giant, when you talk about the whole world watching, man, when you talk about 93,000 live in Pontiac, Michigan. That's a big deal. You better believe it is, man. And when you talk about the threat of some dark cloud like Bobby the Weasel Heenan stripping all the beautiful things away, the young kids, the train say the prayers, eat their vitamins, got their priorities in order, man. Living a clean life when you think that Andre the Giant might have a chance. Some freak of nature might have a chance to be the world's heavyweight champion. It scares me, man. What would you do, Mean Gene, if your kids came up to you and said, Andre's a champion, do you mean all I have to do is lie, cheat, and steal to be number one? How would you like that? I would not like that at all. And, of course, I couldn't trust Bobby Heenan as far as I could throw the man. Well, I don't trust any of them, man. None of us do. And all I get to thank God for is I've been walking the straight and narrow. That's the only thing I got going for me. I'm fighting for all the right reasons, Andre. And you're fighting for all the wrong ones, brother. But one thing, big man, I'm on top of that mountain. And they're going to place you right next to me up there, brother. And when I come down on you, I'm going to come down on you awful heavy, big boy. And with all my maniacs behind me, if you happen to slip and fall off the side of that mountain, big boy. It's a long way down. And Hulk Hogan there with some really interesting lines. When you talk about getting stiff, man. When you talk about the whole world watching, 93,000 in attendance. That's a huge deal, brother. Wait, is, is Hulk saying that he got stiff thinking about the whole world watching him, 93,000 in attendance? Never mind, we won't get into that. Hulk refers to Andre the Giant as a freak of nature. Could a freak of nature become the champion? Hogan says he wouldn't like that very much. How would you feel if Andre the Giant won the belt and a kid came up and asked you if all he had to do was lie, cheat, and steal to be the best, brother? Viva la raza! Pretty sure that's exactly what Eddie Guerrero did, and it got overhauled. But we'll continue, no doubt, to hear from both Hogan and Andre heading in to WrestleMania. So we'll go on here with Mean Gene Okerlund standing by with Aretha Franklin. It's actually the same promo as Superstars, but when I watched it this time, I noticed Aretha looks less engaged than a Bob Euchre or Mary Hart, but she's still putting up a good show here for the camera, so can't really falter all that much. As we head back to the ring, Iron Mike Sharp and Terry Gibbs awaiting their opponents, Rick Martell and Tom Zink. The Can-Am Connection, or since we're here on Wrestling Challenge for Gorilla Monsoon, we'll call him the K&M Connection. 
We get an insert promo here from Mr. Fuji, Bob Orton, Don Morocco. They admit the Can-Ams are exciting, but it's power and experience that win matches. Not excitement, Daddy. Back on commentary, Bobby Heenan says that Orton could beat both Can-Ams. In fact, Morocco could beat both Can-Ams. Even Mr. Fuji could probably beat both Can-Am Connection. Gorilla Monsoon doesn't think so, as the heels get Tom Zink in their corner immediately for a double team leading to all four men in the ring. Drop kicks from both Can-Am sending Sharp and Gibbs to the floor. Fun teamwork by the Connection this week as Martel does a drop down and Zink leaps over him into a crossbody on Gibbs for a near fall. Then it's all four men back inside, heels with a double Irish whip, but the Can-Ams with a little do-si-do action into drop kicks on the heels. Tom Zink then with a power slam on Terry Gibbs. Rick Martell slingshot splash into the ring. Can-Am Connection pick up the win, two minutes and 40 seconds. Another win for the K&Ms, eh, Gorilla? As we go back to superstars, we see a replay of Piper's Pit. President Jack Tunney showcasing the new giant WWF title belt. Andre and Bobby Heenan coming out to take a look, but this time it's the Snake Pit here on Wrestling Challenge, and Jake the Snake Roberts guest, WWF champion Hulk Hogan. But first, Jake the Snake Roberts wants to talk to Honky Tonk Man. Jake says that while Honky is a tail shaker, the snake is a bone breaker. The snake will put him down at WrestleMania 3 as Jake then holds up Andre's potential title. Hulk Hogan coming into the Snake Pit, Jake the Snake showing off the giant-sized WWF title belt, to the real champion, Hulk Hogan. And while Jake holds up the potential future title belt, Hulk Hogan wears his championship belt onto the set of the pit. As Hogan admits, this is the first time in his life that the odd makers are against him, brother. Jake points out the WWF never made a belt for anyone else prior. They never did it for the likes of King Kong Bundy. Hulk Hogan says he gets how the non-believers can see Andre as the next champion, dude. While Jake the Snake wonders if prayers and vitamins are enough to slay the giant as Jake hands over the giant title for Hulk Hogan to examine. Hogan takes a brief look at the new giant title belt and hands it back to the snake. Refers to it as a giant shiny toy, dude. But the Hulkster says this belt won't be relevant. After Hogan wins at WrestleMania 3, this giant belt will go back in the box, brother. This Snake Pit segment here, not bad, fine for what it was. Hogan takes a gander at the Giants belt. Everybody's got to see it now. I thought Jake did a good job keeping with the character, even stating that he has his own opinions on who will win at WrestleMania, but Jake says he keeps his opinions to himself. As we're off to a new WrestleMania 3 report, once again, we learn no tickets left. It's closed circuit or select pay-per-view markets if you want to watch WrestleMania 3, 12 main event matches. We got a few promos lined up here for you on this particular WrestleMania 3 report, and we're going to start off with the Can-Am Connection. This is the Can-Am Connection, and in WrestleMania 3, we've got the opportunity, and we're going to wrestle the magnificent Morocco and Cowboy Bob Orton. Rick, we've got our work cut out for us. Yes, but we feel great because we're going to be part of that WrestleMania, and we're going to have a chance to show the world what we can do. It's not going to be easy because, again, Morocco and Orton, you never know, but we'll be ready for that big big match because believe me we're going to get the job done because the can-am's coming towards you all right and the can-am say they will get the job done not accused of being the best promo for rick martell and tom zink but someone who was a great promo standing by now jake the snake roberts if that was your best shot honky tonk you had a lot of trouble on that cheap shots hey I've always lived by the cheap shot. I don't mind what you've done to me. In fact, you know, I never like things easy in life. I like working for it. Well, time's coming, my man. 
And I know that you can feel the weight of my stares. And maybe you are denying things, but you know lips tell lies. But when I look into your eyes, my man, I see fear. DDT and Damien, that's what you got to live with, and you can't do it. Jake talks about the honky-tonk man taking the cheap shot. Jake didn't mind the cheap shot. In fact, the snake has lived by the cheap shot. But Honky didn't get the job done, and Jake coming for revenge. I love these promos here from Jake the Snake Roberts. Now a babyface talking about, hey, I live by the cheap shot. That's okay. I'm not mad that you took the shot, but you should have got the job done. Really great stuff there by the Snake Man. As we have one more soundbite lined up here on the WrestleMania report, we haven't heard from him in a while. Here's Challenger for Macho Man's IC title. It's Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. What has come down to this, Mr. Savage, for the first time in my wrestling career on WrestleMania number three, I've got someone sitting in my corner. Not a manager. Not a female. An animal. A man made of steel. Who has no horizons and no withholdings. Just be careful, Savage. The biggest distraction in your career might come out of this one. WrestleMania three, I've got George Steele. And I always loved how Steamboat referred to WrestleMania as WrestleMania number three. It wasn't WrestleMania three, it was WrestleMania number three. You know, I talked about the Can-Ams not being a good promo. Well, neither was the Dragon. Steamboat makes sure to mention, though, while Randy Savage has Elizabeth in his corner, Ricky Steamboat, he doesn't have a manager in his corner, but rather an animal. Another fun little comedy vignette promo here between Bobby Heenan and Bob Euchre, two of a kind, if you ask me. Bobby Heenan teaches Bob Euchre how to say the line, the new WWF champion, Andre the Giant, but Euchre says he doesn't practice anything. He doesn't say shit till the time comes and he's in the ring. Bob Euchre refusing to practice that line, Andre is the new champion. Bob goes on to say there are no giants in real life. Why is he referred to as Andre the Giant? The only giant Bob knows of is the giant and Jack and the Beanstalk. That's when Andre the Giant pops in off camera and puts his arm around Euchre leading to Bob looking up and seeing the giant Andre above him, and this funny little soundbite comes out of the mouth of the uke. Hi, Andre. Hi, Andre. Great comedy there from Bob Euchre, and I can't say that enough, but it's back to the ring. Bobby Heenan ringside now with the mighty Hercules taking on Jim Young, and with Heenan at ringside, it's Johnny V returning to commentary. As we get an insert promo here from Billy Jack Haynes, he says from the streets of Portland, his dad taught him how to stick up for himself, and at WrestleMania, somebody is leaving on a stretcher. More schizo rage yelling here from Billy Jack Haynes, promising to break the neck of Hercules, break the back of Hercules. He's, now he's going to put him on a stretcher. Total violence here from the babyface Billy Jack Haynes. Then back to the ring, Hercules. In near record time, the full Nelson on Jim Young gets the submission win in just 42 seconds as we're back to Mean Gene Okerlund. We heard just a few moments ago from challenger Ricky Steamboat. Now it's time to hear once again from the Intercontinental Champion, the Macho Man. Twelve exciting matches, including the Intercontinental Champion of the World, Macho Man Randy Savage with Elizabeth in his corner. Randy, a title defense for you, and it's a week away. Next Sunday, the 29th at the Silver Dome in Pontiac, when you meet Ricky Steamboat the Dragon with George the Animal Steel in his corner. Don't try to intimidate me. I am the champion, the Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion, and I will be the champion when the smoke clears in the Silver Dome. 90,000 people plus, and millions of people all around the world. I'm talking viewing, yeah, with their eyes, yeah. I got one eye. 
course, the animal steel on the outside, and I got the other eye on the dragon, Ricky Steamboat. But not to worry, no, no factor on the outside of the ring, because I can beat them both by handfold. Yeah, I am you know, the champion. The, the one thing that I should point out, Randy, at this juncture, I think Ricky Steamboat is very much aware of the fact that this is going to be his final shot at the Intercontinental title and the final meeting with you as far as a challenger goes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because after, in the Silver Dome, yeah, after I put him down to the mat, one, two, three, indefinitely, yeah, no problem at all. And all the world will realize that the dragon cannot go against the You're, you're not nervous. Savage. I'm not nervous. I'm hyper. The dragon is nervous. So it's going to be Mr. Nervous versus Mr. Hyper, yeah, in the Silver Dome. In Pontiac, Michigan, I will shine sparkle. In the night, yeah. You know, I'm very curious. For the past few weeks, Randy Savage, you refused to bring out the lovely Elizabeth. Is there any reason for that? No problem at all, yeah, because everything in time, yeah. Pontiac Silverdome is the place. I'm going to be peeking, yeah, at the Silverdome. And she's going to be right there. And George you, the Animal she will, be, will there. be on the other side. Oh, absolutely, Elizabeth will be there. I'm shining, yeah, that particular night. And I'm the Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion, and the Dragon ain't going to do nothing about it. Savage continuing to refer to Animal Steel as a non-factor. Outside the ring, Gene says this is the Dragon's last shot. Is the Macho Man nervous? Savage responds that it's Ricky Steamboat that's nervous. Macho, he's just hyper. Hyper, yeah. Savage says he will be peeking at WrestleMania 3. I like it right there. The Tower of Power, too sweet to be sour, funky like a monkey. Mmm, yeah. Gonna be peeking at WrestleMania 3. I like it. The madness right there. Eye of the madness. Aha. Peeking at WrestleMania 3. Aha. And I'm curious to see what they do for WrestleMania weekend on syndicated TV. Because they've done everything they can do at this point for all 12 matches. And we won't have to wait long as we move on to primetime wrestling. March 23rd, it's the final week of the big hype, the build, and the go-home shows to WrestleMania 3. And we roll on to primetime wrestling for March 23rd. Once again, hosted Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby the Brain Heenan in the studio. And we got a little bit of a lighter week on sound bites here as we're just six days away from WrestleMania. They've really done all of the promoting they can do at this point. It's kind of a sit back and get ready kind of ordeal, but I'm not leaving you guys hanging. We do have a few sound bites here queued up from this episode of Primetime Wrestling. And into the intro, Bobby and Gorilla talking the upcoming matchup featuring Demolition taking on the Can-Am Connection, or as Gorilla likes to call him, the K&M Connection. I'm Gorilla Monsoon, and this, this distraught individual here is the Bobby the Brain Heenan. I'm your host, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Primetime Wrestling, where we feature the superstars of the World Wrestling Federation. Brain, we're just six short days away from the golden opportunity of a lifetime for you. That's correct. And we're only a couple minutes away from what I'm going to tell you. Oh, okay. I don't want to be embarrassed out here anymore. I don't want to be put down by you or anybody. I went in the other day, last week, here to the director's room to change that tape around. But no, they switched the exit signs. I wound up out in the parking lot by some 7-Eleven. But you showed whatever you wanted to show to embarrass me. It's never going to happen again. I showed what I promised our viewing audience that we would see. Not whatever you decided they wanted to see. You you wanted to show King Kong Bundy. That's our feature this week. We're going to see King Kong Bundy. He and Paul Orndorff teaming up against Morocco and Orton. That's correct. That's our feature. We're going to see it this week. Okay, fine. 
Okay. Let's do it. We're also going to take a look at demolition against KM and Can Spam team. Why do you have to be derogatory about these guys? Because I don't like them. These guys are probably headed for the next tag team championship of the world. That's, a, that's the kind of ability that they have. Yeah, and they're nice-looking guys, too. Oh, well. How are they going to look after they're done with uh, some of the tough teams in the World Wrestling Federation when they have no teeth? They're going to call themselves the Gumams? Please, please. We're also going to be taking a look at another unusual tag team in the form of Sika and Kamala teaming up. You know, how are these guys going to communicate? That's not your average centerfold. Our opening boy. bout comes direct from Toronto's Play Maple Leaf or. Gardens. Going to take a look at Dino Bravo as he takes on Hillbilly Jim. Let's go to ringside. Keep Once demolition, even Morocco and Orton get done with the Can-Ams, they're going to be called the Gum-Ams, says Bobby Heenan after they get their teeth kicked out. We've heard so much talk over the last several weeks about the upcoming Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant match, we forget that Bobby Heenan has some other stars on WrestleMania as well, including King Kong Bundy. Here, Bobby Heenan talks about the matchup featuring the little guys. I don't know anything. Unlike the six-man that Bundy is involved in. With the midgets? With the midgets, yes. You're going to see the last of two midgets. Well, if he should choose to do that, or if he sees fit to even lay a finger on any one of those four midgets that's involved in that match, the, the re, re, repercussions will be unbelievable. And Blotter City. No, I'm talking about the repercussions oh. to him. C.V. Off, he's lucky just, he had that McDonald's dinner. He just, didn't have uh, his brother Maybe Ronald. they won't allow him to eat at any more fast food restaurants. That would do it. Bundy doesn't eat junk. He's a junkie. He's a food he junkie. He doesn't eat he junk. Is. Are you kidding? Why are you Fish telling? and chicken. Please. Well, a couple of Twinkies. Plenty more action still to come here this I week. Like fish and chicken. In fact, coming up, our special report on WrestleMania. And Bobby Heenan suggesting there this might be the last time we see two of these midgets. After WrestleMania 3, it's going to be Blotter City. Show goes on. Gorilla and Bobby discuss the Saturday night's main event battle royal. Of course, Hercules, another Heenan family member getting the win, but here they focus more on the impressive feats of both Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. Let's listen. Okay. Indeed, Andre the Giant. Andre looked awesome in that battle. Oh, he does. He looks like a champion, don't he? Well. He looks like the next heavyweight champion of the world. Like he said, he said something very prolific there. Took eight wrestlers to throw him out of the ring, and they rolled him over. They used the ring and the ropes to do it. Nobody picked him up and got rid of him. Eight of them How rolled did they get him over. over the top rope? Well, they used the top rope as their advantage, and they rolled well, him over. That's part of battle royal. That's what it's all well, that's about. That's fine. I'm not saying it isn't. That's okay. fine. But nobody picked him up and got rid of him. But he took Hulk Hogan with two hands and threw the, that miserable excuse for a world's champion right down to the floor. After he is snuck up from behind now. doesn't matter. It's a battle royal. No, it's a battle royal. It's a battle royal. you, you got to remember one thing, Brain. When you walk into the ring in the Silverdome, there's one word that still will remain as part of Andre the Giant's introduction. The challenger. He will not be the champion. But He'll after WrestleMania 3, Hogan's first name will be Challenger. It remains to be seen. We'll be back in a moment. Let's go to commercial. All right, Hulk and Andre were dumping people out left and right. But it was Andre who was impressive enough, eliminating the WWF champion Hulk Hogan. And after WrestleMania 3, Hulk Hogan's new nickname will be Challenger. I love it, Brain. Primetime continues on as we're off to Mean Gene Okerlund. He's standing by with a promo from the Macho Man Randy Savage. Ooh, yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage. Go to a Savage interview now. Right now? About three seconds, maybe two. Let's go to the Macho Man. Go to it. All right, stay tuned. More exciting primetime wrestling coming up here in just a, a moment or two. 
Macho Man Randy Savage, Sarasota, Florida. Come on in. You're going to be defending against the dragon, Ricky Steamboat. What's the cup for? WrestleMania 3, Pontiac, Michigan. Yeah, 90,000 plus people watching right there. And this is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's cup of coffee in the big time. Yeah, cup of coffee in the big time because you'll never get closer than now. I am the Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion and I will remain the Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion. And George the Animal Steel on the outside will be no. No factor, yeah. You say no factor. Obviously, he is a factor, or you wouldn't even brought it up. Oh, wow, Mr. Sarcasm, yeah. I don't care if you got 23 wrestlers around the outside, and it doesn't even matter, no, because I am ready, and I will not let this opportunity slip through my fingers. Cup of coffee, man, yeah. Man! Wow, man, freak out! I tell you, it's going to be something else. Ricky Steamboat challenging Macho Man Randy Savage at WrestleMania 3. All right, Savage, obviously talking WrestleMania 3 there. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, cup of coffee, aha. Uh-huh. Macho Man bringing in that coffee cup, dropping it on the ground. Love Mean Gene's response to this here. Always playing well off the Macho Man. And you can find this promo up on our YouTube channel as well, youtube.com slash wrestling grenade. Had to grab it, had to throw it up there. Macho Man, always a great promo. This time, no different, and it's good to hear from the Macho Man as we head in to WrestleMania 3. Up next on the show, there's a Santa sighting, or at least a Santa discussion. Yes, I know it's March, but here we learn if Bobby Heenan believes in old St. Nick. Now, I hope you're not too disappointed if Andre doesn't win. You'll, you'll probably do something really drastic. Did you ever come downstairs early Christmas morning and find nothing under the tree? Nope. Me neither. <laughs> what does that mean? Means I've never been disappointed. I'm not going to be. Santa's coming to Pontiac Silverdome. He's bringing me a world's championship. You'll have to get stuck out in the ranch with Miss Betty. I'll never you know, beat the could, ranch. You know, we got rid of a lot of people on primetime wrestling. and You'll never get rid of me because I'm the host. Well, okay, I want a headset to be seen. and I want a monitor. Still plenty of action still to yeah. come here this week. We've like got some tremendous matches lined up. Of course, our feature here. yet to come. Yeah. King Kong Bundy and, and Mr. Girl. Wonderful That's, Paul Orndorff against Marat. Yeah. Who? The makeup girl. You're talking about she's, Kathy? She does a tremendous job. What's wrong with you? Yeah, she should do a job. You're 78 years old. Look how you look. Oh, please. Yeah. Folks, don't pay attention to this fountain of misinformation here. Yeah, get rid of her. You okay. know, he, he thinks he's, he's going to have the next and the, and the world guy heavyweight on champion yeah, give him as a, part of his family. But, uh, he hasn't been asleep That six certainly months. remains to be yeah. seen. As we stated, plenty more action still to come. In fact, the the awesome team of Sika and Kamala teaming up against the Killer Bees coming up in just a moment. Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. In fact, even Bobby the Brain Heenan believes in Santa because Santa is coming early this year, really early. At WrestleMania 3, he's bringing Bobby Heenan the WWF world title belt. That remains to be seen, Brain. So earlier, we already heard from the Macho Man Randy Savage, but once again, another promo this week. This time, it's Mean Gene standing by with the Hart Foundation and Danny Davis. Of course, they're talking their big six-man tag team match at WrestleMania. Let's go to Mr. Baseball, Bob Euchre. In fact, the interview we're about to see is with the Hart Foundation and Danny Davis. He doesn't have a clue because he can't even hear me right now, but we're gonna, he'll know in a moment. Mr. Baseball. As part of that gigantic, that colossal card for WrestleMania 3 at the Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan on March the 29th, Sunday afternoon, 4 p.m. Eastern start, you're going to be seeing former tag team champions, the British Bulldogs, teaming up with Tito Santana to meet the new champions... 
The Hart Foundation, along with their third man, former referee Danny Davis. And perhaps the Bulldogs have an opportunity, along with Santana, to avenge that very controversial loss. Come on, and if you would, Danny Davis, Jim the Anvil Hart, and Brett the Hitman Hart. You know, Gene... You know, I think WrestleMania 3 is really going to be, it's sort of going to be a dog day afternoon. That's what I think. <laughs> We've got two Bulldogs. X, I love how you say ex-champions, or former I champions. Like and I like how you say the new champions, the Hart Foundation. We've got the two British Bulldogs, washed up Bulldogs, and we've got now Tito Chihuahua Santana. All right. Jim. Well, you know, I, I can't for the life of me figure out why this uh, Mexican uh, burrito brother wants to stick his nose into our business. He pushed him. Danny Davis pushed him. Oh, really? Oh. Big Danny Davis pushed little Tito Santana. Well, let me tell you something. In WrestleMania 3, I'm going to slap him around a little bit. Wait I'm going to embarrass him. This is going to be your first And I'm going to slap around the Bulldogs a little bit, too. These two men have been training me every single day, eight hours a day minimum. Up in the morning, running, lifting weights. He's got me on a special wrestling program, and he's got me on a special weightlifting program. And when I get and a little of that, and when I get in that ring in WrestleMania three, you're gonna slap people around. Slap my around. I'm gonna embarrass him in front of all them people. You know how long it takes to acquire this this expertise in, in this great uh, sport, Jim. Yeah, Biden. obviously uh, we've acquired this expertise in this sport. Yeah, obviously, championship. What do these look like? Huh? Huh? A coffee can? All right, I thank you very much, gentlemen. Yes, Danny Davis teaming up with the Hart Foundation to meet the British Bulldogs and Tito Santana, part of that big, sensational extravaganza, WrestleMania 3. Fun little segment there's Bobby Heenan feels like he's in control. He's trying to throw to a promo featuring Bob Euchre, but instead it's the Hart Foundation promo. Instead, they're talking their match with the British Bulldogs and the burrito brother, Tito Santana. They're good stuff, as always, from the Hearts. Jim the Anvil Neidhart is underrated as a promo. Back in this period. Got a couple more sound bites lined up for you here this week on Primetime. Up next, Gorilla Monsoon Bobby Heenan. They're talking the upcoming hair versus hair match. The last hurrah for Hot Rod. They're talking Roddy Piper versus Adrian Adonis. You know, it's going to be interesting to see as part of WrestleMania 3 that big fat slob, Adrian Adonis, without any hair on his head whatsoever. He'll even start to resemble you a little bit. You, you look extremely ugly this week. Can you hear me at all? Hello, Brain. You know, when you talk about what WrestleMania, yes, go you've got to talk about myself managing the next heavyweight champion Oh, we did. We just finished talking about that. I'm waiting you, for something to come through here from that. Well, uh, you're only hearing what's going on in control. I was just talking about how you resemble a lot in your thinking, Adrian Adonis, and what a shame it's going to be to have his uh, head well, shaven. That's, that's true, too. As part of WrestleMania. But what about Piper? What's he going to look like in the plaid skirt with his head shaved? You know, Piper, in my opinion, really doesn't care anymore because this is his farewell match, and he's finished with professional wrestling. Thank uh, you. So he states, and he's got a tremendous career ahead of him lined up in Hollywood. Yeah, if you call parking cars at MGM, a big deal. I I asked quite a few people where your star was on the uh, Hall of Fame uh, walk there. Andre the Giant star is going to be there, champion of the world. Our feature coming up in just a moment. We'll be back. Let's go to Bob Euchre. So Adonis going to look like a big fat slob without hair come WrestleMania, says the gorilla. On the other hand, Roddy Piper, bald in a plaid skirt, says the brain. Hmm, could you picture that? Roddy Piper indeed off to Hollywood, but Bobby Heenan says it's only to park cars. The comedy bit continues as Heenan tries to throw once again to a Bob Euchre promo, but it's actually a commercial break. As we head into one final soundbite here for primetime wrestling this week, this is the final primetime before WrestleMania. This time, they're talking the upcoming matchup. It's the Battle of the Heels as part of the Frank Tunney Memorial Tag Team Tournament Maple Leaf Gardens. It's a match featuring Mr. Fuji's team, 
of Don Morocco and Bob Orton taking on Bobby Heenan's family members, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff and King Kong Bundy. Let's listen to this one. Boy, things really backfired. You know, if it wasn't for Mr. Fuji, the team of Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff and King Kong Bundy would have won. They did win. They did win. Bundy and Orndorff won the match. Yeah, they, yeah, that's right. They did win. Even though Mr. Fuji tried to turn things around that's, in it. Sometimes those things backfire. That's what I was going to say. I thought so. Was, see, this thing's got half static in it. This oh. thing isn't a whole lot. This is just a phone with ear flaps. That's all this thing is. Well, what did you expect? From this operation? Huh. Bobby the Brain Heenan is certainly having a good... I've got two switches here. Yes. Off and on in different channels. Uh-huh. One goes to the director. One goes to me. And one to your mother. And Hello. Wraps it up for another week here on Primetime Wrestling. What, what's your problem? Do you have a problem? You have a lot no, of problems. I have no problem now because I'm done with this piece of garbage. Try to control yourself now. Thing doesn't work. Can't hear anybody any, in it. Do you have any idea what we're doing next week on Primetime? No. No. <laughs> no, I don't. I've been on this thing for the last uh, half hour. Until next week, Gorilla Monsoon for Bobby the Headset. No, Bobby Same the Brain, so long, manager of the world champion. Maybe. Fun stuff all around there as we head into that outro, and this is it. The final build to WrestleMania as far as primetime's concerned. Bobby Heenan, though, did you catch it there on the commentary? Bobby Heenan saying that if it wasn't for Fuji, Orndorff and Bundy would have won their match. They did win, Brain, says Gorilla Monsoon. Oh, yeah. Heenan clowning around all episode this week, trying to direct and produce, as they say, so long. And they're on to WrestleMania 3. And this week on Primetime, sort of a lackluster show. It was a filler for the most part. And while Bobby and Gorilla still focused on WrestleMania 3, it wasn't sold as hard, which you can tell by the lack of sound bites this week between the two. Not as much discussion at all about Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant, but we've heard so much. I mean, you could only say so much. Even still, Heenan and Gorilla, always fun. It just felt like they were done, just ready for WrestleMania. It was like, let's just get there. Nothing else to be said. Well, there's still a little more to be said, guys, because we're off to our final weekend of syndicated TV. It's WrestleMania 3 weekend and superstars for March 28th, 1987. Tape back March 10th, Dayton, Ohio, the Hera Arena, and we are 24 hours away from WrestleMania 3 as we see Vince McMahon, Jesse the Body Ventura, and Bruno San Martino on commentary as we immediately throw to a promo with Bob Uecker, Andre the Giant, and Bobby the Brain Heenan. Throwing Hulk Hogan out of the ring? Give me a break, will you? That's why we're here. I see you've been to a garage sale, too. But that's why we're here. Are you ready for your announcement? What announcement? You know, you've been practicing. you prepared. I don't practice announcing. Well, you better practice. you got to say one important thing. What? Andre the Giant, the new world heavyweight champion. Come on, oh, say it. Well, wait a minute. I don't... Uh... Say it. Come on. Andre the Giant, the new world heavyweight champion. No, with some enthusiasm. Andre the Giant. The new world's heavyweight champion! Better than that! Andre the Giant! The new world's heavyweight champion! Finally got something right. All right, and once again, Heenan forcing Euchre to practice announcing Andre the Giant as the new WWF champion. I wrote LOL. Really fun skit there. And wouldn't you know it, once again, involving Bob Euchre as we're off to the ring. It's the Can-Am Connection taken on the team of Johnny K-9 and the future Brooklyn brawler, Steve Lombardi. We see an insert promo. From Cowboy Bob Orton and Don Morocco, it's the tank and the technician coming to WrestleMania, which they refer to as the focal point of wrestling history. So even the heels know that here. 
Early on in the match, Johnny Canine runs into Steve Lombardi, his own partner on the apron, and when he tries to console him, Martel from behind dropkicks Canine's back, running into Lombardi yet again, sending Lombardi off the apron. Great teaming yet again this week by the Can-Am Connection. Zinc may be a little green, but it's hidden well here. As the heels briefly take over, until Lombardi and Martel collide mid-ring, both go down and make tags out to Johnny K-9 and Tom Zink. Zink in with the big power slam. Martel tags back in with the slingshot splash and the Can-Am connection. Score the win 3 minutes and 14 seconds. And the pops from the fans this team gets after only a few months on TV is absolutely insane. They were over, O-V-E-R, all capitals, over, were the Can-Am connection. And while we're on the topic of Rick Martell and Tom Zink, I thought this might be a great time to go back in time, way back to when I was covering the NWA 1989 project. I was telling my former co-host Steve Ekstad a story about when I was a kid, about, say, 10, 11 years old, an odd story about Tom Zink, then the Z-Man, and a garage door at the end of my street. Listen to this. I forgot to mention the the Z-Man story I have. It's a very quick story, so... I'll just get out of the way now. Way back when, about 1990, I was walking down my, my street, and I got to the corner. It was the dark corner. See, the one side of my side street came out on a main street. It was a nice, brightly lit area. There was corner store and lots of traffic, and no big deal walking down that way. But the other side, it kind of went into the dark side of the <laughs> of town, and off of another side street and alleyways and things. And every once in a while, I'd ride my bike down that way. I'd walk down that way. And when you got to the corner, there was this one house, and it had a garage door where someone had taken hot pink spray paint and spray painted the words, Z-Man, fuck you, on the garage door. And it sat there for years, Steve. And I would walk down the street, and I would see Z-Man, fuck you, as a kid, all the time. And I just found it hilarious. And what the hell did Tom Zink do to this person? Did you ever ask the owners of the house? I never went near the owners of that house. They left the words Z-Man, fuck you, spray painted on their garage door for five years, Steve. I don't (laughs) want to know who these people were. Man, that's great. All right, Z-Man, F you. A buddy of mine just recently listened to that episode maybe a month or two ago, and he was popping for the story, sent me a Skype message. And I was like, all right, I got to retell that story now to the new listeners to The Grenade, those who are on board for the 1987 project. Just a fun little story there from my youth involving the Z-Man. Z-Man F-U. And now we have Mean Gene standing by once again. Another pair of interviews this time. It's the JYD. And yes, even more of the Macho Man Randy Savage. All right, next Sunday afternoon at the Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan, it's WrestleMania 3 Junkyard Dog. I don't know how somebody could have the, the, the nerve to actually... Sign a contract that states in your match with the King of Wrestling, Harley Race, self-proclaimed, I might add, to sign in a match where the loser is going to have to get down on his knees and bow to the victor. I don't you, figure you, it. You, you, know, you know me, Gene. It comes from a man like Bobby the Brain. He, he thinks all kinds of things from bending on your knees to cursing all kinds of stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, crazy. But, uh, hey, but on any given day, somebody's going to have to take a bite out of crab. And the crab is handsome, no good, Harley. Wait a minute, Gene. Here we go again. Okay. I don't want to start, man, so let's just cool it out. All right, I thank you very much, Junkyard Dog, and I do apologize. I see him coming through the door right now, Intercontinental Champion of the World, old macho man, Randy Savage. Randy, what in the world? What are you doing, collecting furniture now? This is a chair. 
This is the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship belt. This is the one that's wearing the belt. The macho man Randy Savage, yeah, cannot be denied. You admit that? I admit that. You admit it? Wholeheartedly. I admit it wholeheartedly. Well, I'm going to get the dragon to admit it in the Silver Dome, yeah. I'm telling you now, I'm the Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion now, and I'm going to be the Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion when I leave the Silver Dome. Remember, Randy, remember, in his corner, George the Animal Seal. Millions of people all around the world watching, yeah. And the Animal Man is not a factor. No factor at all. All right, get ready. Next Sunday, the Silverdome, WrestleMania 3. So nice of the dog to join us again this week, but he's cut off by the Macho Man entering. Dog has no problem just walking away from the promo, giving it, allowing the Macho Man to take over. And I'm certainly not complaining about that. And it's off to update with Mean Gene Oakland, and it's WrestleMania 3 weekend. Sounds so awesome to say. And he talks the upcoming Randy Savage, Ricky Steamboat, IC title match, including this promo here from the Dragon. Savage, I'm talking to you, and I want you to listen up. You hurt me, and you put me out of commission. You thought you put me out for good, but you didn't. You put an injury on me that put me out for seven weeks and five days, my friend. But you never put out the fire. You never dimmed the flame. This weekend, Randy Savage, with the Intercontinental Championship on the line, this one dragon is going to be blowing flamethrowers. Randy Savage may have thought at one time that he ended Steamboat's career, but instead he ignited a fire in the dragon, a fire that will burn with cold fury in WrestleMania 3. For updates, I'm Gene Oka. Steamboat says he was out for seven weeks and five days. I'm not going back to count it. I'll just hold the steamer to his word there. So Steamboat was out of commission for over seven weeks, but he said that the Macho Man never put out his fire. Steamboat will be blowing flamethrowers at WrestleMania. I wrote, eh, blowing flamethrowers. Back to the ring for the natural Butch Reed slick in his corner, taking on Jimmy Powers. We see an insert promo here from the Birdman, Coco Beware. He says that, this weekend, Coco and Frankie are going to be flying all over the Silverdome and on Butch Reed. The Birdman is hot, and he can't be stopped. Back on commentary, Jesse Ventura replies, O-tay, O-T-do-ty. Wow, Jesse Ventura, ladies and gentlemen. In the ring, as far as action goes, Butch Reed with the very basic fundamentals. Jesse Ventura calls it methodical. I call it slow and plotting. Middle rope clothesline gets the win here for Butch Reed. Match goes two minutes and 30 seconds. As I've got a couple more promos lined up for you here. In fact, they're back-to-back promos involving the Rougeau brothers. Don't worry, they're short. All right, Rougeau brothers, Raymond and Jack, come on in. Coming up this Sunday afternoon, it's going to be the Dream Team, Valentine, Beefcake, and fellow Canadian, Dino Bravo in their corner, Jacques. Not to worry about. We can't concentrate on Dino Bravo. The only thing I want to say, Mother Jean, and that is in French, Mother Jean. Mean that Jean. means Mean Jean in I like English. It. The only thing I want to say is WrestleMania 3, 
thank you and thank the whole World Wrestling Federation that gave us a chance for the Rougeau brothers to participate in it. All right. What about it, Raymond? Well, that's right, Mean Gene. You know, we're in the land of opportunity, and I want to take this opportunity to tell Dino Bravo to keep his nose out of our business because there's a lot of bad blood between Bravo and us, so stay away. Boy, is the adrenaline flowing, and these two men are ready. Uh, they are ready indeed for WrestleMania three at the Silver Dome in Pontiac. I know a couple of guys that are really geared up for the big one, WrestleMania 3, this Sunday. I'll tell you what. Come on in. Raymond, Jock, the Rizzo brothers from Canada. You're going to be going against the dream team of Greg the Hammer, Valentine, and Brutus Beefcake. However, I should point out, fellow Canadian Dino Bravo will be in their corner, Raymond. Well, Mean Gene, there's a lot of hard feelings between Bravo and us, but he has no business in that match. The match is between my brother and myself, Valentine, and Beefcake. So, Bravo, keep your nose out. You know, Jock, I've talked to you privately, and you are excited about this affair. Well, my vagina, that's mean, Gene and Prince. i got to tell you something. i got to tell the people, everybody out there that's geared up the whole world, this is a land of opportunity. And USA is number one, and Russo's are going to be number one. Valentine, Beefcake, you're going down, and Bravo, you're not a worry for us, not at all. Jacques Rougeau teaching Oakland how to say Mean Gene in French. The Rougeau stating that they can't worry about Dino Bravo being at ringside because they have to focus on the Dream Team at WrestleMania. They just appreciate the opportunity to be part of the big event. Back to the ring for Tag Team Champion Hart Foundation, Jimmy Hart and Danny Davis in their corner taking on the team of Joe Murdo and Rick Hunter. We get an insert promo from Matilda. Matilda the Bulldog seemingly barking at the Hart Foundation. Back to the ring. The veteran Rick Hunter tries to keep up, but tags into Joe Murdo. Murdo tries to match power with Jim Neidhart, but runs into a knee from Bret Hart on the apron, and the Hart Foundation dominate from there. And then it's the heart attack! Gets the Hart Foundation the win in 2 minutes and 37 seconds. The Hart's just noticeably here so well-tuned, so good and fluid in the ring. Great offensive pacing for the heels, rather than the old New York-based slow and plotting kick-and-punch stuff we were just talking about with Butch Reed. Great choice of champions were the Hart Foundation, taking tag teaming here in the WWF to a whole new level. As retreated to yet another Jake the Snake and Alice Cooper promo, Cooper holding the head of Jake's snake here. Damien, I mean, guys. Come on, get your head out of the gutter. Jake says a man can spend their entire life getting to where they want to be, and it only takes another man a split second to take it all away. How true, Jake. How true. Alice Cooper warns Jimmy Hart, the one-hit wonder, has Megadeth coming for him, and he doesn't mean the band. As it is WrestleMania weekend, we've got more promos lined up for you here. We're going to hear from Champion and Challenger. We're going to hear from Andre the Giant and Bobby Heenan. Then on the other side, it's WWF Champion, Hulk Hogan. All right, Andre. Andre, it's just hours away. It's this weekend. It's WrestleMania 3. You're going to get into the ring with Hulk Hogan. Your, your, your longtime friend, your former friend apparently now, and you're going to challenge him for the heavyweight title. Do you have any last-minute thoughts or reservations? Hey, what? Don't talk to him. Don't you understand? You talk to me. Wait a minute. Have I lost total control of this program? Yes, you have. Because, you see, I'm managing the heavyweight champion of the world. I can do whatever I want. So you people got to answer to people. I answer to no one. This man's going to answer the bell. And you're going to answer the bell, Hogan. And when you hear that final bell, if you do, if you're still conscious, and they cart you off to the dressing room or you crawl back on your belly, you miserable snake, you're going to wind up packing your bags to go home. But your bag's going to be a lot lighter because the new heavyweight championship belt is going to be around this man's waist. 
How you like that, Hogan? Your pal, your buddy, the guy you stabbed in the back and the guy you glad-handed. Wait a minute. Get used to it. It's over. I think I'm getting some reaction out of Andre. Andre, apparently you do have something to say. You'll never learn, will you? Well, you're, you're not dumb. Give me a you're break, guys. Dumb as him. Well, Hulk Hogan, the days are gone. Now it's down to hours and to seconds before you defend in Pontiac, Michigan, in the Silver Dome, this coveted title with Andre the Giant. I never thought I'd see it as challenger. Well, you know, I like going in the 11th hour, man. The final hour with all this pressure on me. You know, because that's where I'm the best, man. Because that's where I use all my vital resources. That's where I use all my Hulkamaniacs, all the momentum, all the drive, the fact that millions of people around the world are watching it. And that's why I use the fact that I found out about that belt he already made for the Giants. That really eats me up, man. As far as I'm concerned, the way it's going to go down under the Giants, you might as well put that belt away, brother. You're never going to need it. Get ready. Tomorrow afternoon at WrestleMania 3, this man Hulk Hogan defends against Andre the Giant for the heavyweight title. All right, so Mean Gene talks to Andre. We're just hours away, he says. Andre will face his former friend, Hulk Hogan. Bobby Heenan cuts Mean Gene off yet again here this week. And you think Ogerlin would learn after all these weeks. On the other end, we heard from WWF champion Hulk Hogan. Says he's using his vital resources now, dude. You can insert your own jokes there. Hulk upset that they made a belt for Andre. How dare they? Insulted is the champion. But Hogan professes that Andre will never need that title belt because Hogan, going to come out of the Silver Dome, the winner, felt it necessary to get as much Hulk and Andre goodness as I can in here in the final hours. Not the final week, the final hours leading into WrestleMania. As we go back in time, a clip from last week's Superstars, where we saw Hacksaw Jim Duggan prevent Nikolai Volkov from singing the Russian National Anthem, and thus the planned Duggan and Iron Sheik match never takes place. Then we head off to a promo involving Slick and the Iron Sheik. The Slickster saying the wild-eyed heathen Duggan chased them off with his 2x4 last week, but next week Slick wants a one-on-one match. Hacksaw versus the Iron Sheik. Leave the 2 by 4 at home, and Slick claims he'll leave Nikolai Volkov out of it as well. Don't know if Slick can be trusted there, Duggan, but Duggan does respond here. Yes, we get an interview from Hacksaw as well. He says he doesn't need no 2 by 4 to beat the Iron Sheik. You bet he'll leave his board at home and come at the Sheik one-on-one, tough guy. So post-WrestleMania feuds already starting pre-Mania here. So much for Jim Duggan and Kamala, huh, guys? It looks like it's going to be the Iron Sheik. Feuding with Hacksaw Jim Duggan, at least for the short term, but it does beat an Iron Sheik Nikolai Volkov tag team, so we've got that much going for us. And now it's back to the ring. Jake the Snake Roberts taking on Moondog Spot. As we get an insert promo here from the Honky Tonk Man who promises to put the snake down this weekend at WrestleMania. I love saying this weekend, just so much excitement in saying that line. And so Moondog Spot in the ring, Honky Tonk Man up on the insert promo. And this is where I noticed, kind of fun that we have a a spot match and a honky promo at the same time. Jake facing Spotty here as a precursor to Honky Tonk Man at WrestleMania. For those who don't know what I'm getting at, Honky Tonk Man and Moondog Spot were actually tag team partners for quite a while in the Memphis territory in the early 80s as the Blonde Bombers. It's funny to think about Honky Tonk Man as a blonde and Moondog Spot as anything other than a Moondog. It was Larry Latham back then, Honky Tonk Man, of course, Wayne Ferris at the time. But I digress, and we get back to the action. Huge pop here for Jake the Snake to start out. As Spotty pulls some hair early on, but Jake gives it right back. Again, yes, Roberts has turned babyface, but he doesn't have a problem acting like a heel. Roberts hits the big knee lift early on, but runs into a boot from Spot in the corner. Moondog then drops the Jerry Lawler fist drop from the middle rope, channeling his inner Memphis roots. 
but only gets a two count. Spotty then shoots Jake into the corner and charges in, but Roberts leapfrogs over Spot. As he rushes into the corner, Spotty turns around right into the DDT. And an awesome bump here by Moondog Spot, basically doing a headplant headstand for a couple of seconds before falling over. Intentional or not, it looked awesome. Jake clearly says something to him after the spot. Either, what the fuck was that? Or, that was awesome. Thanks, man. Either way, Snake picks up the win after the DDT. One minute and 50 seconds. Jake on his way to WrestleMania and the Honky Tonk Man. And I love his offense here. No paint-by-numbers stuff yet with the knee lift, the short clothesline, the DDT trifecta for the finish. The DDT out of nowhere was always fun and made you feel like it could be hit at any time and thus could always potentially beat anyone on any given night. Now, as for this match, it also marks the final match of Moondog's spot here in the WWF and kind of a shame because he had really gotten into shape as of late, for a Moondog anyway. But thus marks the end of the final remnants of the Moondogs tag team here in the WWF for the final time. But don't have too much pity on Spotty, though. He's off to the Memphis Territory to feud with a young Jeff Jarrett and eventually the future Tugboat as well. On second thought, poor Moondog Spot. So long, Spotty. We'll always have Terry Funk and the Wrestling Classic. As we're off to, sadly, our final edition of Piper's Pit, it is indeed the last hurrah for Hot Rod. Roddy Piper enters his pit, perhaps for the final time ever. He begins removing pictures from the walls of the Piper's Pit set. Piper climbs up onto the table to address the fans in the building. Roddy says he grew up a street kid, and if he hadn't turned to pro wrestling in the WWF, he'd probably be in prison right now. Roddy talks about his children, specifically here his two girls. He says he's been stabbed three times, he's been shot at, went down in a plane twice. None of it ever made him want to retire. But one of his little girls, she's four years old. Sometimes he leaves his family to wrestle, 50 days at a time. And she comes up to him and grabs Hot Rod around his leg, crying, begging him not to go anymore. Roddy says he can take being stabbed, he can take being shot at, even spit on. But he's not going to let his kids go without a dad like he did. The crowd pops huge here for Roddy Piper. He continues on. Piper insists he's here on a green card in the United States, but his kids are true Americans, and they're going to be raised like Americans, because this country has given Roddy Piper the opportunity to do whatever he wanted. When the fans came to see Roddy fight, they always got their money's worth. He never retreated, never surrendered. Roddy thanks the WWF and tells his family, Daddy is coming home. Piper jumps down off the table collects his pictures, and leaves the Piper's pit for the last time. And from Jimmy Snuka to Frankie Williams to Andre the Giant to Adrian Adonis here on Piper's Pit, this is truly the end of an era. And I get chills now even reading this. And now we're off to our final WrestleMania 3 report. We get a promo from Jimmy Hart and Mary Hart. No relation, or are they here? Jimmy asks Mary to be an honorary member of the Hart Foundation at WrestleMania, Mary jokes about them being family and hesitantly agrees to join Jimmy Hart and the Hart Foundation at ringside WrestleMania 3. Hmm, that could have been fun. Mary Hart aligned with the Hart Foundation. Also a promo here from Bobby Heenan and Aretha Franklin. Odd pairing indeed. Bobby Heenan says Aretha will get to witness Andre as the new WWF champion. Franklin thinks Bobby needs to show the current champion she doesn't even say him by name. It's Hulk Hogan. 
Andre and Bobby need to show Hulk Hogan a little R-E-S-P-E-C-T. I would have popped if Bobby had responded by saying, who's zooming who here, Aretha? We're off to a Junkyard Dog promo, who talks the January Saturday night's main event and Harley Race attacking him not once but twice. The dog says it's time for revenge, as Harley Race will be the one having to bow and kneel and place the crown on the head of the JYD at WrestleMania. From there, it's the Hart Foundation and Danny Davis in an interview. They say they understand why the Bulldogs are so upset with the trio, but what's the burrito brother Tito Santana's problem? The Hearts think that Santana should be minding his own business. He's like, back up! Back up! Mind your business, that's all. Mind your business. And we get a twofer here as in a two-for-one Mary Hart on a second promo, this time with Bob Euchre. More comedy stuff here as Euchre seems to have misplaced their tickets for WrestleMania. Oh no, Euchre! I didn't know celebrity guests needed tickets. As we close out this week's superstars, it's King Harley Race, Bobby Heenan in his corner, taking on Jerry Allen. We get yet another insert promo from the Junkyard Dog. More of the same there. Back to the action. Jerry Allen misses a dropkick, and Harley Race right away with a belly-to-belly suplex. Hmm. Adding that to his repertoire, huh? Just in time for WrestleMania. The Harley Race patented knee drop follows, and the cradle suplex, no bridge, gets the win in just a minute and four seconds. Fun touch this week as Bobby Heenan and Harley Race make Jerry Allen kneel before his feet before tossing Allen from the ring. I feel like they should have been doing that every week leading into WrestleMania here. But hey, guys, as promised, it's more promos. We're going to hear more from the main event at WrestleMania. Bobby Heenan standing by with Andre the Giant. And then on the other side, it's more from the Hulkster, brother. All right, Andre. Andre, it's just hours away. It's this weekend. It's WrestleMania 3. You're going to get into the ring with Hulk Hogan, your, your, your longtime friend, your former friend apparently now, and you're going to challenge him for the heavyweight title. Do you have any last-minute thoughts or reservations? Hey, what? Don't talk to him. Don't you understand? You talk to me. Wait a minute. Have I lost total control of this program? Yes, you have. Because, you see, I'm managing the heavyweight champion of the world. I can do whatever I want. See, you people got to answer to people. I answer to no one. This man's going to answer the bell, and you're going to answer the bell, Hogan. And when you hear that final bell, if you do, if you're still conscious, and they cart you off to the dressing room or you crawl back on your belly, you miserable snake, you're going to wind up packing your bags to go home. But your bag's going to be a lot lighter because the new heavyweight championship belt is going to be around this man's waist. How you like that, Hogan? Your pal, your buddy, the guy you stabbed in the back and the guy you glad-handed. Wait a minute. Get used to it. It's over. I think I'm getting some reaction out of Andre. Andre, apparently you do have something to say. You'll never learn, will you? Well, you're, you're not going to give me a you're break, guys. dumb as him. I don't mind telling you, ladies and gentlemen, the days are gone. It's now hours turning into minutes. Those minutes turning into seconds. The Silverdome at Pontiac, Michigan, WrestleMania 3. 12 of the greatest matches possible, put together by World Wrestling Federation officials, each and every one of them a main event, but certainly the one I've got to talk about with you right now is that heavyweight title defense coming up this Sunday for Hulk Hogan, heavyweight champion of the world, and Hulk, I know about the pressure, it's got to be unbearable at times, you to defend on Sunday afternoon against Andre the Giant in the biggest wrestling spectacular of all time. We know when you think about losing life, man, when you think about losing something close to you, man, family members. Vietnam, whatever script it was, no matter how bad it was, it scares you to think about it, you know. 
Well, I've been fortunate, mean team. I've been gifted, man. I mean, I've been real lucky. Timing, dedication, right place at the right time. And when I think about everything I've lived for, everything I've dreamed for, the dreams, all the little officers, man, that play it straight and narrow, going to run this country with a lot of pride someday. When I think about it, if I was to be defeated by Andre the Giant, history would change, man. Instead of praying and saying your prayers and your vitamins for generations and generations, they think about Andre the Giant. Mean, nasty, a champion. That's the way it would be, and I couldn't live with that mean gene. I'm just glad there are people like you and all those Hulkamaniacs to give me that experience, that is the sight to go through the transformation, man, to turn into the Hulkster brother, to dig down and take everything I have to to put him down. All right. The buck stops at the Silverdome this Sunday afternoon with this man, Hulk Hogan, defends against Andre the Giant. More solid promos there from Champion and Challenger. If Bobby Heenan and company and Hulk Hogan don't sound ready for WrestleMania, I don't know who does. We're at the 11th hour. Has the Giant realized that maybe he should back out of this match? Bobby Heenan interrupts yet again. Get with it, Mean Gene. You gotta know this is coming by now. Heenan says he's gonna be there ringside to personally strap the gold around the waist of Andre the Giant and watch Hulk Hogan lay there on the mat. Because Hulk Hogan, there's two things you can't do. You can't outsmart the brain, and you can't outwrestle the giant. Hulkamania will be dead in just a few short hours. You see, it was the giant that made Hulk famous. Otherwise, the Hulk would have been just another ham and egger. Gene and Bobby Heenan argue there to end that promo. Then on the other side, Mean Gene says it prophetically. The days are gone. The days have turned to hours. The hours now turn to minutes. The buck stops at the Silverdome tomorrow afternoon. WrestleMania 3. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. It's WrestleMania 3. Bigger, better, badder. As we move on to our final piece of business here this week on The Grenade, it's the final episode of TV leading into WrestleMania 3. It is Wrestling Challenge for March 29th, the day of the big event. Tape back March 11th, Columbus, Ohio, the Ohio Center, and we're just hours away from WrestleMania. Can you feel the excitement, guys? Commentary this week, as always, Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby the Brain Heenan, as we immediately head off to a promo, it's Andre the Giant, Bobby Heenan, standing by with Entertainment Tonight's Mary Hart. She's going to try to interview the Giant. Of course, Mary tries to chat them up about the Saturday night's main event battle royal, Andre the Giant eliminating Hulk Hogan from the match. And here you'd think the heels would want to gloat, but instead they tell Mary to worry about her own business and let them worry about theirs. The time for talking here is done, as far as Andre and Bobby Heenan are concerned. And we move on to the ring. It's feature match time to kick things off here. Tito Santana, accompanied to the ring by the British Bulldogs and Matilda, taking on Greg the Hammer Valentine. He's got a few guys in his corner as well. Valentine flanked by Brutus Beefcake, Dino Bravo, and luscious Johnny V. And I should point out, as of WrestleMania morning, Dino Bravo's still a brunette here on TV. Brutus Beefcake, though, no bandana now. A little bit of a different haircut. So that was fast to get rid of the bandana look from the future barber. As the match gets going, we get an insert promo from Danny Davis. He says he's not afraid of Tito Santana or those Bulldogs. And along with the Hart Foundation, they'll teach those baby faces a wrestling lesson. And as the match gets going, the longtime rivals Santana and Valentine begin to trade punches early, which Tito wins. Valentine, though, takes over and drops a forearm across the chest of Santana for two before going into the always exciting chin lock. As the match progresses, we get an over-the-shoulder shot of the British Bulldogs ringside but they're noticeably kneeling down watching the match. 
And as I see this site immediately, I wrote, I don't even want to think about why they're doing this. Clearly masking the injuries of the Dynamite Kid, who apparently can't even stand long enough to watch this matchup. Hate to even think about something like that. Poor Dynamite Kid out here. Bobby Heenan on commentary says the Bulldogs should not be out there. Well, that's a shoot. And I have to agree with Bobby Heenan there, although for, I'm sure, very different reasons. And as Tito escapes the chin lock, another over the back of the Bulldogs camera shot shows the Dynamite Kid use the apron to pull himself up to his feet. The apron literally propping the Dynamite Kid up as he gets to his feet. Just really hard to watch here if you know what you're looking for. Meanwhile, back to the action. Tito battles back on the hammer and comes bouncing out of the corner with a hard forearm that rocks Valentine. But Valentine right back on top looks for the figure four leg lock but gets kicked off by Santana. Tito fires back and climbs up for mounted punches in the corner but the hammer counters again this time with an inverted atomic drop dropping Tito Santana to the mat. Valentine looks for another atomic drop, but Tito this time blocks it, counters into a figure four leg lock, and the crowd pops huge. Santana has Valentine in the figure four here, but Lush's Johnny V distracting the referee as Dino Bravo slides in and grabs the arms of Greg Valentine, pulling him over the ropes. At first, I thought he was pulling him over there to get the ropes for a break, but instead, Bravo continues to pull Valentine until both Valentine and Tito are laying on the apron. Then Dino begins to unload on Santana directly in front of the official's face, which the referee finally sees. And it should be noted that Bruce Beefcake's standing there noticeably just standing by, watching all of this unfold and not getting involved in any of it. Johnny V and Bravo drag Santana out to the floor where they continue to stomp on Tito Santana as Beefcake continues to just stand by watching. Davy Boy Smith then from around the side of the ring chases the heels away with Matilda. Bravo and Johnny V chase to the back, but not Brutus Beefcake. While Dynamite Kid, to cover his injury, just stands by guarding Tito Santana on the floor, somehow this match is ruled a double disqualification match when 3 minutes 55 seconds. I don't know what the Bulldogs did in order to create this double disqualification ruling here, and neither does Gorilla Monsoon. Bravo and Johnny V with blatant interference right in front of the official, pounding on Tito Santana. All Davey Boy did was come around and chase away the bad guys at ringside, and somehow this winds up being a double DQ, however. So we see some unity here on the heels side between the Dream Team and Dino Bravo, as well as the Dogs and Tito Santana for their WrestleMania matches. And Beefcake continues to strongly hint at his separation from the Dream Team here, not getting involved in anyone's business, and then not even being part of the group being chased away by Matilda, Beefcake remaining at ringside with the hammer there. As we move on to our final wrestler's rebuttal before WrestleMania, Craig did George this week with King Kong Bundy. Bundy says everyone, big or small, should be concerned. When getting in the ring with him, Bundy warns Hillbilly Jim that having midgets as partners doesn't make anyone any more safe. He might splatter one of the midgets into the third row and toss the other one into the rafters. Bundy says he doesn't care. He dares the midgets to get in his way. Well, guys, don't say he didn't warn you. And after Bundy reiterates three times that he will squash the midgets at WrestleMania, Craig DeGeorge stupidly asks Bundy if he will be kind to the midgets at WrestleMania. Were you even fucking listening, Craig? He's going to kill him. WrestleMania, bigger, better, better. Indeed. From here, we go back to Superstars, where we see the clip from last week of Hacksaw Jim Duggan running the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov from the ring. How dare you sing that Russian national anthem here in the land of the free and the home of the brave? 
So Challenge still a week behind on the Duggan storyline, but they're catching up fast. And then it's back to the ring. More King Harley race this weekend. Bobby Heenan in his corner taking on the veteran Rick Hunter. Luscious Johnny V joining commentary with Heenan at ringside. We get an insert promo from the JYD. Dog says we'll find out at WrestleMania who will be bowing and kneeling and crown the king. Back to the ring. Bobby Heenan distracts Hunter to start the match, showing off the king's crown to Rick Hunter here as Harley Race lowers the boom from behind, and it's the cradle suplex. No bridge. Harley Race scores the win in just 36 seconds. And post-match, we saw this on Superstars. We see it again here. Race and Heenan forcing their opponent, Rick Hunter, down to bow before the king. Very cool here as Race knees him in the face on the way out of the ring. I wrote, ha, it was good stuff. Harley Race kneeing Rick Hunter in the face on his way out of the ring. As we head off now, guys, for a promo. Yes, it's promo time yet again. Mean Gene Okerlund standing by with the Doctor of Style Slick, the Iron Sheik, and Nikolai Volkov. It's just hours away at the Silver Dome and Pontiac Slick. Come on in along with the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov. Of course, this Sunday afternoon, they're going to be going against the Killer Bees. I'll talk about that later. Right now, I want to get to you, Jim Dugan. You dirty American redneck. You know, the Nikolai was singing his Russian national anthem. All the people were standing and cheering and happy. And you come down with that big board of yours, button your nose in our business. Well, brother, we're going to deal with you in a way you've never been dealt with before. Nikolai Volkov, of course, in WrestleMania 3. It's the Killer Bees for you and your partner. That's right. Killer Bees, they are very happy when they come on a wrestling match. They bring their masks so they can cheat. But right here in WrestleMania, you can forget about cheating. Because me and my partner, the Iron Sheik, we go give you wrestling wrestling that you never go forget it. That's right, Sheik. One of the all-time greats here, former tag team champion, former world champion, Pan Am. I can go on and on about you, Iron Sheik. Well, I respect the people in this country, like yourself, Gene Mean. I don't have to talk about myself, intelligent American, no. About the Russian athletic and Iranian. Killer Bees, I know you have thousand, thousand support in the Pontiac, Michigan. But remember, I support is that 22-inch neck, that 22-inch are. Remember, Russia and Iran going to be number one. Look. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't believe that if I were in the Silver Dome at Pontiac this Sunday afternoon. Thank you, gentlemen. All right, and the Slickster has words for both Hacksaw Jim Duggan as well as the Killer Bees here. Of course, WrestleMania just hours away. Sheik and Volkov ready to do battle with the Killer Bees. As we move on, we get a promo from Dino Bravo as well. He hasn't dyed his hair yet, not since that match earlier on the show. Still brunette Dino Bravo. Very important before we get to WrestleMania 3. Dino Bravo, the latest member of the luscious Johnny V stable, had some very derogatory remarks to make about Jacques and Raymond de Rougeau. This coming Sunday, WrestleMania 3, Rougeau brothers, you've been telling the whole world how much you've been looking forward to be part of WrestleMania. Well, here's your big break, the Rougeau brothers, but the dream team is going to make my dream come true. It's tear you French frogs apart right there Sunday afternoon in WrestleMania 3 in Pontiac, Michigan. It's the end of the line for the Rougeau brothers. Bravo says, here's your big break, the Rougeau brothers. He literally calls them the Rougeau brothers. Here's your big break, the Rougeau brothers. The Dream Team is going to make Dino's dreams come true. It's the end of the line for the French Frogs at WrestleMania. Then we cut back to ringside, and Gorilla Monsoon has a great line here. Dino Bravo calls the Rougeos French Frogs, and Gorilla says, what does Dino think he is, Italian? Which is kind of funny if you know Dino's real background. Yes, he's French-Canadian, but he's also of Italian descent. Good stuff there by both Bravo and Monsoon. As we head back to the ring, it is 
the Rougeau brothers, Jacques and Raymond, taking on Dave Wagner, Rick Rinslow. We get an insert promo here from Luscious Johnny V. He says, there is no dissension amongst the Dream Team. Back to the action, Bobby Heenan points out how the Rougeos hop around during their ring intros, which is true. Gorilla says it's to break a sweat and warm up before the match. Get loose. And I really thought here with, with Bobby mentioning the Rougeos hopping around the ring, he was going to go back to that French Frogs comment, but never really got back to that. Now, as far as the action goes, solid stuff as usual from the Rougeos throughout the match. Jacques with a slingshot sunset flip, but the pinfall's broken up. The Rougeos then grab their opponents in headlocks. Bannering Ram style, running the job guys' heads into one another, and then stereo backdrops also by the Rougeos before it's Le Bon de Rougeau as Raymond Rougeau executes a jackknife pin to score the win in 2 minutes and 23 seconds. Nothing wrong with the Rougeos on offense here. They just lack the it factor to get to that next level with the sports entertainment fans. We do another cutaway. Mean Gene Okerlund standing by with Aretha Franklin. I believe it's a repeat vignette. So we move on again with Mean Gene. This time a soundbite queued up. It's our final interview before WrestleMania. Mean Gene Okerlund standing by for the final time here this week on The Grenade with Bobby the Brain Heenan and the challenger of the main event of WrestleMania 3. It's Andre the Giant. You know, Andre, we're just hours away from the big one at the Silver Dome in Pontiac this weekend, WrestleMania 3. You're going to be getting into the ring with Hulk Hogan, meeting him, your former friend, for the heavyweight championship of the world. Andre, I'll give you this, 15 years undefeated, perhaps one of the most popular men ever in the ranks of professional wrestling. But why South Tahinan and the likes of that that man and what he's done in the past? Hey, hey, don't talk behind my back. You want to say something, you say it to my face, pal. Be a man like I am. That'll look you right in the eye and tell you how he feels and tell you the truth. We walked right out there on Piper's Pit over a month ago and said we wanted a championship match. This man ripped the shirt off Hulk Hogan, dropped him to his knees. If he'd have been any kind of a man, he'd have stood right up there and fought. But no, because that yellow liquid's running through them veins. That's not blood in your body. That's just yellow liquid because you're a yellow no-good coward. You showed your colors. What colored trunks does he wear his t-shirts? They're yellow. Just like you, you got to line this big down your back. Not once did you ever want to give this man an opportunity for the championship. Wait, wait a minute, Bobby Heenan. This, what's this wee stuff? You got, got a mouse in your pocket? He hasn't said two words. He's not going to talk. But a few short hours from now, you'll hear them. The whole world will hear about it. Because the announcer's going to stand in that ring, Bob Euchre, and he's going to say, ladies and gentlemen, the new heavyweight champion of the world, Andre the Giant. Have you ever thought and he- then that might just be a pipe dream? That, that might not be a reality. You know what I've been thinking about lately? What? Having you replaced. Now, with 90-some-plus thousand people cheering, cheering, the new heavyweight champion of the world. What are you going to do, Hogan? You're going to leave by a side door with your head down? You're going to leave in an ambulance? You're going to leave on foot? Or are you going to leave like the man you are, crawling out the back door where they parked the garbage and hiding out there with the old green bags? Because it's over. My dream's coming true now. I'm going to manage the heavyweight champion of the world. And by God, you and nobody is going to stop me from doing it. This man has worked his whole life, 15 years undefeated, and in a few short hours, there's no way we're going to blow it. All right, and I know you guys couldn't see this promo, but Andre's shirt was absolutely soaked. I don't mean it was wet. I don't mean he had pit stains. It was absolutely drenched from sweat was Andre the Giant's dress shirt here as we are just hours away from WrestleMania. God, I can't say that enough. 
Then we move off to another promo, this time one of the celebrities, Bob Euchre, standing by with Jesse the Body Ventura, who introduces Euchre as Mr. Basketball. Euchre has to correct him. No, no, that's Mr. Baseball. They reiterate that the Silver Dome is in fact sold out. But you guys can watch it at home on select pay-per-view markets or head out and catch it on closed-circuit television. So I hope you got your tickets in advance, guys. And it's back to the ring for the adorable Adrian Adonis. Jimmy Hart in his corner taking on Corporal Kirchner here. I believe these two wrestled in the first round of the Wrestling Classic, if I'm not mistaken. We get an insert promo from Rowdy Roddy Piper. He says, once again, he's growing his hair extra long for this upcoming hair versus hair match. He reminds Adonis it's a hell of a lot harder to jump on than it is to jump off. So some repeat lines here from Roddy Piper heading into WrestleMania. Meanwhile, back in the ring, Kirchner tackles Adonis down early, and Adrian bails to the outside to regroup, talk with his manager Jimmy Hart, then back inside, Kirchner unloads some more on the adorable Adrian and, and hooks a side headlock, but Adonis counters and busts out the old Saito suplex to lay out Kirchner for the top rope splash. Not the good night Irene this week. Adonis finishing Kirchner off with a simple Saito suplex, and a top rope splash that's all the offense he needed. Adonis picks up the win two minutes and nine seconds. And after watching that finish, I wrote, wasn't that Kamala's deal? The top rope splash? They're really neutering Kamala as of late. First, he doesn't make it to WrestleMania. Now Adonis stealing his finisher. As we're off to the final edition of the Snake Pit with Jake the Snake Roberts leading into WrestleMania, Jake's guest today is himself. He has a final message for the Honky Tonk Man, and what a message it is. Jake says that good men go to heaven. But bad men go wherever they please. The Honky Tonk Man can play his tunes, but now it's Jake's turn to play a tune at WrestleMania. Let us not forget Alice Cooper will be there to keep Jimmy Hart in check, and the snake they bring to ringside will be able to swallow Jimmy Hart whole. Roberts says you don't wound someone like the snake because flesh heals, and the soul just keeps Jake going. Honky Tonk Man took his shot, and he failed. Jake closes the segment by saying, Honky Tonk Man, you like to dance? Well, they'll have their dance at WrestleMania 3. And we're not done there with the Snake Man, because up next, I have yet another soundbite queued up. This time, Billy Red Lions up in Canada, standing by with Jake the Snake Roberts. He talks more about the Honky Tonk Man and WrestleMania 3. The host of the Snake Pit, Jake the Snake Roberts. I'm a patient man, huh? Yes, I would say you are, Roger. my anger at times, too. But you see... Patience sometimes runs thin, even with good men, you know. And I never have claimed to be a good man. You see, honky-tonk, I, I can have sympathy for a blind man. Yeah, even me. But I can't have sympathy for a man that has two good eyes and has failed to see what he has done. Because you don't understand what you're dealing with. You're dealing with the kind of man that'll do anything. For any reason. For any reason. And you give me a very special reason. You took one hell of a shot. You took your best shot. You took a shot that I didn't think that you'd have guts to do. Now, Jimmy Hart, I don't know if it had anything to do with you, man, but if it did, you little weasel man, I will grab you too. You see, Alice Cooper's going to be in a corner. And all he's going to do is let that string loose and let Damien go. I guarantee you, when Damien comes out of the bag, my man, he's going to be hungry, but not near as hungry as I am. You see, many a times a man has pulled a gun out. And shot a man. And after he shot that man, he felt bad about it. He regretted it. But you see, it's hard to apologize to a dead man. Yeah, real hard. But I'm not dead, Honky Tonk. But then again, I don't accept apologies. You see, if I have my way, though, I'll probably feel bad about everything I'm going to do to you. Because I've been laying awake thinking, man. 
at night, a cold sweat comes up and down my back. And it starts running off my cheeks and into my eyes. And it starts to burn. And yeah, I think about the guitar coming across the back of my head. What a good shot, though. I got to give you that. It was a good one. But then again, it wasn't good enough. Because you didn't get the job done. I'm standing here now. And I'm telling you that when we meet in WrestleMania 3, my man. <laughs> all those nights that I thought about it. All the minutes and seconds of each day. It's coming to a head. Yeah. It's coming into my head that I'm going to be able to do exactly what I've wanted to for a long time. And that's drop some greasy dirt ball who has enough guts to walk out in front of millions of people and tell them that he is the king of rock and roll. I mean, myself, I've always been an innovator, not an imitator. See, I'd rather be myself and be bad than be somebody else. Because I didn't live my life for somebody else. I live it for my own. Not asking you for nothing. No. I am not asking you for nothing. Just show up. Because if you've got the guts to step into that ring, honk. Well, man, do I have something special for you. The people talk about the DDT. You see what it does on things? Causing people. Well, honky tonk. <laughs> Your time is coming soon. Remember that Sunday, March 29th, 2 p.m., right here in the Saddle Dome. All right, and there you hear it. Closed Circuit TV coming to the Saddle Dome. wonder if the Hart family attended that showing of WrestleMania. Jake the Snake Roberts sounds ready for the Honky Talk Man, no doubt about it. As we get the WrestleMania report, it's a replay from Superstars. So we head back to the ring for our final match before WrestleMania 3. And how appropriate that it would be Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Stepping to the ring this week, taking on Jimmy Jack Funk. As the match gets going, we get an insert promo from the macho man Randy Savage. WrestleMania 3 is the place to be. And the Sunday in the Silver Dome, yeah, the dragon. Yes, for all those millions and millions of people, you're going to be overmatched. And the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship belt is going to stay on the macho man Randy Savage. He says that Ricky Steamboat is overmatched. And we'll all find that out at WrestleMania. Back in the ring, Jimmy Jack Funk attacks Steamboat on the apron before he can even get in the ring during his entrance. Suplexing him over the top rope and into the ring, the Funker stays in control, trying to clothesline the dragon with the bull rope. But Steamboat fights back with his quote-unquote martial arts skills and a big suplex from the dragon as well. However, Steamboat telegraphs a backdrop and the Funker lowers the boom and sends the dragon flying over the top rope. But you guessed it, the dragon skins the cat back inside. Funker comes rushing and Steamboat backdrops Jimmy Jack out to the floor. Then the action spills to the floor as his steamboat and Funk fighting back and forth on the outside. The Funker rolls inside first, catching the dragon with a knee lift. Right across the chops as Steamboat tried to re-enter the ring. Ricky, though, right back at it with a flying back elbow. And then to the top rope, Steamboat off the top. Tomahawk chop gets the win. Two minutes and 11 seconds and a fun little match. Not a bad match here this week between Steamboat and Jimmy Jack Funk. Post-match. Ricky Steamboat waves to the backstage area. Who's he waving to? Out comes George the Animal Steel to celebrate with the dragon. A fun little last-minute reminder that George Steele in the corner of Ricky Steamboat at WrestleMania. Big pops here from the crowd. Bobby Heenan on commentary calls them two bookends, Dumb and Dumber. And this was in 1987. Steamer and Steel invite a few kids into the ring, which leads to more kids getting in the ring. And then larger kids getting in the ring. And wait, those aren't kids at all. Those are adults. And the ring is starting to really fill up with fans. I'm a little scared here. 
That's never a good thing. So we cut away from the ring and we're off to our final soundbite, guys. Our final promo before WrestleMania 3. And how fitting that Mean Gene Okerlund is standing by with WWF champion Hulk Hogan. Well, all right, folks, we're down to not the final days, but the final hours and the final minutes and the final seconds ticking off to WrestleMania 3 at the Silver Dome with Aretha Franklin kicking it off with America the Beautiful. Bob Euchre there as the guest ring announcer. Mary Hart, special timekeeper. Alice Cooper and Jake the Snake's corner when he meets the honky-tonk man. Titles, yes, titles, will be on the line this Sunday afternoon in WrestleMania 3, including the heavyweight championship of the world and Hulk Hogan. It is beyond me how you have been able to bear up to the tremendous pressure of the last few weeks. A title defense for you, Andre the Giant is Challenger. We don't need to let some steam off, man. Let it go. I like a lot of pressure. I like going into the 11th hour with a deck stacked against me. Some say... I don't believe it, man. Found out there's a lot of non-believers around. Mr. Tiny President of WWF took it upon himself to meet the contractual obligations of Andre the Giant by making a world title belt already, one to fit around his girth, just in case some freak act of nature or a lightning bolt strikes me between the eyes of the Silver Dome. Oh, let me tell you something, man. Let me tell you something, big man. I'm on a roll, brother. I've been checking Hulkamaniacs out all around this country. And there ain't no way, man. With these people behind me, the fact that I'm fighting for them, I'm fighting for their lives, man, for everything they believe in. So the kids, the ones after that, the ones after that, will have a reason to look up to somebody, reason to talk about the truth, the vitamins, and the prayers, man. And Andre, you're fighting for all the wrong reasons. All the wrong reasons. Sure, that huge belt might look nice around your big, fat belly. And sure, you're 7 foot 4, 550 pounds with the mind of the weasel in your corner. But when it comes down to instinct alone, survival, man. Living this thing day and night, being the world champion. There ain't nowhere you can carry the load on your back, big man. Because you're weak in the knees. You're weak in the guts and you don't have enough heart, brother. You gotta live it. You gotta dedicate yourself to it, man. You gotta believe, brother. And then if you're lucky, man, you'll skate by by the skin of your teeth. But there ain't no way you can knock me off the top of this mountain, brother. I'm ready for you. Seven foot four don't look too big now. He is on the top of the mountain, and a big one is coming up this Sunday afternoon at the Silverdome. Andre the Giant and Hulk in WrestleMania 3. All right, once again, they remind us the final hours, the final minutes, the final seconds now before WrestleMania. Hogan says Andre's been praying for all the wrong reasons. He doesn't have the guts or the heart to be a champion. And heading into WrestleMania, all of a sudden, seven foot four don't look so big now, brother. Wow, and I can't believe it, just a few hours away from WrestleMania. Wrestling Challenge and my market came on at 11 a.m. Sunday mornings. So by the time this show ended, it was noon, which means we are just four hours away from WrestleMania 3. You can bet how excited I was as a child. You can tell how excited I am here 35 years later. It's all going to go down beginning next week here on the Grenade. It's WrestleMania 3, the definitive edition here on the Wrestling Memory Grenade with episode number 73. So in 1987 time, WrestleMania just hours away. In 2022 time, WrestleMania 3 just a week away here on the podcast. Thanksgiving Eve, it'll be dropping November 23rd. But let us go back to Wrestling Challenge here as we close out the show. We already begin to promote post-WrestleMania stories here. We talked about it on Superstars with Duggan and the Iron Sheik. Well, here on Wrestling Challenge, we learn we're going to hear about the Ken Patera story. Yes, Ken Patera on his way back to the World Wrestling Federation after a 
stint in prison, when Gorilla Monsoon announces this, Bobby Heenan does a double take. The, the what? Heenan sounded a little worried, but we'll continue to discuss that in the future weeks here on The Grenade. Wrestling Challenge closes with graphics of 10 of the 12 big matches heading into WrestleMania. The only ones missing, obviously, are the mixed tag match. No shocker there. And the Can-Am Connection matches. Boom! And we are done. That'll wrap it up. We've been saying it for three months. All roads lead to WrestleMania. This has been the road to WrestleMania. Well, we'll park your car in the lot, guys. We have made it. We have arrived to the Silverdome, Pontiac, Michigan, WrestleMania 3. Among the 90,000 plus fans, we have arrived. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. If you're pressing out a hold on you, here's what you gotta do. Bring home all the action. You'll get more satisfaction when you bring home all the action. Get a grip. Get a lock. Get a hold on everyone. You'll have all the thrills. All the fun. Bring home all the action. And now the WWF Superstar. Bring home all the action. And all right, guys, the Hulkster and Andre sound ready for WrestleMania, as do the rest of the superstars. All sound prepared for WrestleMania. WrestleMania, just a few short hours away when this wrestling challenge ended in my neck of the woods. It was noon. WrestleMania, a 4 p.m. start time, just four hours away from the big event. But the time for talking is done. The next time you hear me, it will be time for our WrestleMania 3 Definitive Edition, dropping just in time for the Thanksgiving holiday here in the United States. Going to do my best to get our WrestleMania 3 episode up next Wednesday. That's November 23rd, Thanksgiving Eve. So you guys have both Thanksgiving Eve as well as Thanksgiving. If you're like me, maybe pop in some earbuds. Listen to the show while you're cooking dinner for your family or you're kicking back, sitting back. Mute that TV on the NFL because what are the Lions going to do anyway? How apropos that you have the option of watching the Detroit Lions or listen to my WrestleMania 3 podcast, which happened to take place in the Pontiac Silverdome once upon a time. In all seriousness, guys, the time has arrived. The road to WrestleMania has ended. We have arrived at the Silverdome, Pontiac, Michigan, some 90-plus thousand fans in attendance to witness what many call the greatest event in professional wrestling history. And as I promised you, it is going to be a definitive edition indeed as I break it down from any and all aspects you could possibly imagine. Yes, there's going to be plenty of sound bites, but so much more as I analyzed every version of the WrestleMania 3 pay-per-view, including the Coliseum video version, the Peacock slash WWE Network version, as well as my original live version, including the 30-minute pre-show countdown. So yes, lots of sound bites, but we're really going to break this show down. Going to look at all of the feuds, everything leading into each and every match. Obviously going to break down the matches themselves. I'm going to give you my thoughts, as well as Dave Meltzer's star ratings on all of the matches. We're going to see if me and DeMeltz can agree on anything here at WrestleMania 3. Going to give my final thoughts on every match, every post-match angle that developed throughout the show. We're going to take a look at the referees involved in the show. Some common misconceptions when people discuss WrestleMania 3. We're going to talk WrestleMania 3 payoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. No, Jim Mora. I said payoffs. Also, we're going to look at who was missing from WrestleMania. Lots of people throw a lot of names around. They fantasy book, which is always fun. 
But I looked deeper into the roster of WWF stars that didn't participate here at WrestleMania, and we discussed who could have potentially been part of the event and who realistically could not have. We'll also look at the fallout from WrestleMania, not just for the WWF, but it affected the entire wrestling business. We're going to talk about what it did for Bill Watts and the UWF, Jim Crockett and the NWA, as well as Paul Bosch down in Houston. Plus, we're going to look at final figures. How did the WWF fare in profits from WrestleMania? Wait no longer. We'll discuss that as well. All of that. Plus, where are we at following the big event? We finally made it three months of build, and actually a lot longer than that for some cases. But here on the grenade, three months of build to this one monster event. Where do we go from here? We're going to talk about all the feuds and everything else you may want to know going on with the WWF heading out of WrestleMania 3. As I said, definitive edition, absolutely. So stay tuned, guys. You're not going to want to miss it. It begins next week on the Memory Grenade with Episode 73, WrestleMania 3, the definitive edition, coming to you next week. And again, a final reminder to follow us on Twitter at Wrestling Grenade. That's at R-A-S-S-L-I-N Grenade. Also, follow and like us on Facebook.com slash Wrestling Grenade. And of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash Wrestling Grenade. And I really appreciate you guys out there. If you have a couple dollars to spend, check out our Patreon account, patreon.com slash WrestleCopia. That's patreon.com slash WrestleCopia, a dozen tiers to choose from. You know, I always ask, just try out that $5 all-access tier. Six gifts, including digital downloads, early access to the podcast, my insanely detailed show notes, the Patreon-exclusive watch-along series, and so much more. No subscription. You can cancel any time. Give it a go. Help us pay some of the bills to keep our shows up and running for the months, the years to come. I'm asking each and every one of you, please push this upcoming show, the WrestleMania 3, the definitive edition of WrestleMania 3, to your friends, to your family, to wrestling fans. If there was ever a time for them to give this show a try, the WrestleMania 3 show, I promise you it's going to be for everyone. So get the word out early. Let everyone know it drops next week. Thanksgiving week here in the States going to be an absolute blast recording the show, and I hope you guys have equally as much fun listening to it. So until then, this is Ray Russell saying, from pillar to post and coast to coast, you pull the pin and we'll pick up the pieces right here on the Wrestling Memory Grenade. I'll see you next week. Don't you dare miss it. Be there! She said she's going to stuff her bobby socks down your throat. She said that? That's what she said. Well, you know, when you talk about getting stiff, man...